We are here to talk about the paranormal as we are each and every Saturday night. Tim Weisberg here, the asylum assassin, Matt Costa. Science advisor Matt Moniz is off tonight. He's actually at the ex just running around doing some some paperwork stuff uh, for something that we'll be talking about in just a moment. We're going to have John Brightman pop on for a second here to give us uh, an update on an event that we'll be taking part in next week. But first, I just want to remind everybody, you know, as, as we get into the fall here, there'll be some weeks when we're not here. There might be some weeks when it's just like Moniz and Matt here. There'll be some weeks when you're not going to hear us on the radio because there's Red Sox games. And also, the station is running college football games as well. Not a lot of college football games. There's just a select few on the slate. But on those nights, uh, they'll you know when they're running games on WBSM, you'll hear us exclusively on YouTube and on the Spooky South Coast app and on SpookySouthCoast.com. I think they're s- trying to set it up, Matt, so that we can stream over the WBSM stream eventually. So that even though you won't hear us on WBSM radio... The WBSM.com stream will carry us, which means that app will also carry us. But for now, what do you need that other app for? you got the Spooky South Coast app. That's all you need. And that's where you can find out everything that's going on. You can find out everything about the show, watch past episodes, watch the live episodes, join in the chat room, and also find out about the different events that we will be at. And as I mentioned, next Saturday night, Stephanie and I will be at an event that some things have changed uh, a little bit. So we're going to bring on... Right now, John Brightman of Bright Star Promotions. He's the one that's putting on the event, and he's going to kind of give us the rundown, the skinny of what's been happening. Good evening, John. Hold on a second here. I got to make sure that I don't put you on over the football game and put you on here. All right, are you with us, John? Yes, I am. All right. So, uh, first of all, thank you for popping on a little bit, and uh, and thank you for having us come to this event, even though some things have changed a little bit. You know, we are, we're honored that you asked us to be part of it, so thank you for that. There's no, there's no thanks needed. You guys are great friends of mine, and I love both you guys to death. All three of you guys that are on there, well, there's four people, but three of you that I know that right, are here tonight. You know and, that uh, you don't like the one that isn't here. You don't have to pretend. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, I'm just glad that you guys can all be a part of it. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a fun event. So, of course, you know, it wouldn't be a paranormal event if there wasn't some sort of issues. There's always going to be something that pops up. And uh, with, with this, we, you know, we're, we're like a week away from this event. It's next Saturday night. So we thought everything was going smooth. We thought everything was going, re- going right. And then all of a sudden a monkey wrench yesterday. Yes. Yes, it did. It popped in. Um, unfortunately, it popped in that there's circumstances beyond our control at the Victorian Mansion in Gardner, the SKPS house. And the, I guess the town basically says that we can't have an event there due to things that need to be fixed at the house, that they just want everything finished before they can fully open up to the public. So, unfortunately, we have to move the location. Um, and, and we this... tried our hardest. Um, you, Stephanie, have been working on this unbelievably with all you've done because I've been on vacation <laughs> and I woke up to this message and thank God that you guys had already jumped on and helped me out. And I can't say thank you enough to you guys, but, um, you know, we were able to secure a new location with your help. And I think people are going to love it no matter what because now we're getting two times the location that we were at the mansion 
And that's not to say the mansion isn't great. We're just getting two amazing locations instead of one. Right, and and that's the thing about the S.K. Pierce Mansion. It's a fantastic place to visit and to investigate, but people don't understand that the town has been causing problems for the different ownership of the house over the last, you know, five, six, seven years. They keep running into all kinds of stumbling blocks. The first event that we tried to put on there with Legend Trips, we were told we couldn't have an event, you know, four days out from the event because there was no running water and no bathrooms. So I had and to, no heat. And well, yeah, but they didn't care about the fact that there was no heat. No, they were they fine didn't. with people freezing. <laughs> they were just worried about them not being able to take a dump during the event. And really. So, <laughs> so what we ended up doing is for that event we had to hire. First of all, we had to hire a fire marshal, right? Uh, who actually ended up taking part in the in the investigation himself. Which I was like, wait a minute, why am I paying you all this money to be here right. when you're doing the things that all the people that paid money to be? Uh, but anyway, he was a great guy, and then. Um, and then I had to rent a porta potty. You did. I, like I was scrambling to try to find a porta potty to have out in the front yard yep. that right. people had to walk out in the November cold to use instead of having a bathroom. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> and then the second time when we had the event last year, it starts, you know, some of the stuff started to come up again where yep. there were issues. And I had to like make a phone call to the board of health to say, okay, well, we're going to use the bathroom at their pizza shop. They said they're going to stay open. And we had to work out all kinds of hoops there. And, I don't want to get into some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of you know why the town is coming down on this event, but the bottom line is that's the reason this had to happen. It's it's because of the town. It's not the owners. It's not John. It's not anything to do with anything, except that the town has had well the city city of Gardner yep. has had issues with this from day one, and for some reason they let an event happen two weeks ago, but now they're coming down on this one. So as you said, John, we were able to move it to. Winchenden to the Murdoch Whitney House and the Isaac Morse House across the street. And uh, the, the Winchenden Historical Society and Don O'Neill over there, they've been great to work with over the years with Legend Trips. And when this came up, I said, you know, that's only 15 minutes away. It's like the next town over. Anybody that already made travel arrangements or hotel arrangements, it's still right in the wheelhouse for them to be able to still go there. Let's see if we can get that house. And Don was more than happy to accommodate us that night. And like you said, John, it's going to be basically two houses now for the price of one. Both of them are huge. Uh, the Murdoch-Whitney house, I've had some great strange experiences in there. The Isaac Morse house, I only got a tour of it. I haven't actually had a chance to investigate it yet. So I'm going to try and get over there during the course of next Saturday night and check out some of that stuff. They've built an ice cream parlor on the first floor. So, Stephanie, Don really? has said if we can get there before the ice cream parlor closes... He's going to make us awesome ice cream sundaes. Well, listen, you just have to talk to John because John's driving. And if you've ever driven anywhere with him, you know that you get there in lightning speed. So I think we'll be okay. But but I know yeah. that you're the ice cream fan. So you're I the one that will make sure that it happens. I am. So we got to make sure. And, and I think you will agree. I know Porter will agree. But I think we have to make sure that the paranormal princess is well taken care of. So we have to get her her ice cream. Really? Well, if if <laughs> if Don can't make her a Sunday, we'll find one somewhere. <laughs> so, but now the advantage of this, John, is like you said, we have double the space now, and it was already a very limited event to begin with. But now with having two buildings, it it only makes sense to say, okay, well, we could probably get a few more people involved in this event now, right? Absolutely. I think that was a great idea, you know, with having the two locations, be able to add it up to more people that wanted to come. Because I had had people that reached out to me. I believe you did. I know Stephanie did. Um, You know, are there still tickets available? They were contemplating doing it because we still did have two tickets left available for the Victorian Mansion. 
And I was telling people, well, there's possibly two already taken, so there is no more. Now we'll be able to open those up, and hopefully those people will want to come to this. And that was one concern when I heard the call, you know, that we could happen to cancel this. My my first thought was, we all have people coming from different places across the country, not just local in New England that mm-hmm. was driving in. I know myself, I have a few friends from Atlanta that would uh, flying in. We, they could cancel and get their money back possibly, but some airlines won't do that. They make you carry it over. Right. Well, yeah, so, we have somebody coming from California. We have California, yeah, we have yep. Florida, and we have Michigan, Florida, we have and Michigan. So we, uh, that was my main concern is worried. Not that I wasn't worried about everybody, but I was worried a lot about those people because of the flights, you know? Um, so I was glad that we were able to pull this off and get the new location and I think it's just going to be an even better night now that we've got two locations. We can spread out even more, and more people can come and enjoy the night. And the idea behind having more tickets means that's more, that's more money that we can give to the Murdoch Whitney House, well, to the Winchenden Historical Society for helping us out of this jam. So, Absolutely. you know, when you come, if you decide to come to the event because you're like, okay, well, I wasn't really doing anything Saturday night. Yeah, sure, I think I might go. Then, you know, you're going to be directly helping them for for helping us out in a time of need. And and as I mentioned, I've investigated the Murdoch Whitney House a couple of times now, and strange things happen. Yep. Every time we go there, that's the place where Moniz and I had peach pits that were just appearing out of nowhere and hitting us, being thrown at us by something we couldn't see in the basement of that place. And we had really? an, an amazing flashlight session in the dining room of that place the last time we were there. And there's, it's such a great, great spot. It's been all restored. It looks fantastic. It's like, it's like living in a museum. And you get to investigate the whole place. I think it's four floors in the Murdoch Whitney house. I think there's three floors in the Isaac Morse house. So you have all this space to spread out. And I can tell you, you know, you, it doesn't matter how many people go to this thing. You're going to feel like you're the only one there sometimes. And, uh, and and even then it's still going to be intimate. It's my first time going to that location. It's a really cool location. I, um, actually my first time there, I, was actually Tim um, the first time that we ever got to investigate the Isaac Moore's house it was finally open and I was with Tim and Jeff Philander and they both said something weird happened in this house so can you just go in and tell us what room it was and what happened so I said okay yeah sure you know just kind of giggling in the fact that my friends were uh, testing my psychic abilities and um, I went and I walked through the house and I stopped in one room and I said okay this is where it happened and Jeff said yep Okay, what happened? I said, somebody died in this room. Um, They committed suicide. Uh, It was a gunshot wound. And Jeff said, okay, yep, great. Awesome. You got it all right. Now let's go. (laughs) Let's go check people in. Yeah, in the Morse house, yeah. Yep. So it was very, very interesting. So, uh, and one of the other advantages, John, you haven't been there, but one of the advantages that you'll be happy to know about as the event coordinator is the Murdoch Whitney House has a parking lot, which is something we weren't going to have at the SK Pierce Mansion. So yeah. you will be able to actually park and not have to find a place down the street. And, right. And uh, so it'll be a lot easier in that regard. And at the Murdoch Whitney house, we can actually eat pizza inside the house. Awesome. So that's awesome. that saves you the trouble of having people walking back and forth across the street. Yes. No, that, that definitely sounds a much easier night that will flow when you can have the easier parking, not having to have people walking from down the street and... You know, all crossing the street trying to get food. It sounds like a much easier and better location for the night. 
So, and now, of course, uh, anybody that wants to get involved with this, uh, I know that we, we made an event poster for it earlier, Stephanie. Yes, That'll be did. blasted all over social media. Correct. But people can go to the website to purchase the tickets right. that, that you set up earlier. Which is brightstarpromotions.eventbrite.com. So it's B-R-I-T-E. Yes. So brightstarpromotions.eventbrite.com. So the, both brights are B-R-I-T-E. Yes. And, uh, and of course, we'll share it out on all of our social media and we'll get the word out there and... You know, if I, I'm sure there might be some people, John, that come at you and say, you know, I was really counting on going to the Pierce Mansion. You know, I think I'd like to get a refund. So I know that you can work that out if possible, but I'm just telling anybody that's listening, you're not going to be sorry no. that this got changed to a different location. I really, you know, I really don't think with the group that we have, because I've talked to Stephanie about it, mentioned it to you. You know, we all know pretty much everybody that's coming. And I think everybody that's coming was excited to go to the mansion. But I think they're just excited to be out ghost hunting and right. investigating and having a good time with all of us also. So I think no matter where we had it, I think these people would have come because they're going to enjoy their time anyways. And, and that's not even to mention the fact that there's two very special guests that will be there that we haven't even mentioned. Right. One of whom will be joining us in a bit. That's Porter from Haunted Towns and from the Tennessee Wraith Chasers. And also Sherry D. Benedetti from Ghost Hunters will be there as well. Mm-hmm. So have, have have you told have you told them yet about the new the new? Spot? No, I have not. I I have not told them. Um, Sherry's away down in Atlanta, Georgia, at DragonCon right now, and uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to Porter. I was waiting for a text message from him, anyways, to talk to him about something else. But uh, I'm sure he'll be hearing it shortly if he's not listening already. Well, I'm sure Stephanie, and, you probably uh, she said <laughs> yeah she set up the interview for tonight, yeah. so. She's already he knows. He probably already, he probably already knows. Yep. <laughs> so it, it'll be next Saturday night. You can get the tickets. Get them now while you can. They're, it's already up and going, right, Stephanie? Oh, the site's Everything already Everything is set up. So uh, just yep. go, go to brightstarpromotions.eventbrite.com to get your tickets. And uh, and as I said, we'll share all that out. And you know, yeah. I I agree. I think that there's there's a reason this happened. Everything happens for a reason. And I get a feeling we're going to be in for one hell of a spooky night next Saturday. I, I do too. I agree with you, Tim. And uh, like I said, I can't thank you enough for being a part of it. Same thing with Stephanie being a part of it, and of course Porter and Sherry. But um, you guys, with helping out as much as you did, and stepping up, and you know taking care of it before I even got the phone call because I was out late fishing and didn't get up till about eleven o'clock in the morning. So um, I can't thank you guys enough for doing this and helping out. And uh, I think it's going to be an awesome night. All right. Well, we will see you then and probably talk to you before then. Yes. All right. You guys enjoy the night. Have a good show. And everybody listening, I hope you have a great night, too. All right. Thanks, John. Take care. Take care. Bye. That is John Brightman of Bright Star Promotions. And as we mentioned, you know, the beyond our control. You know, people always say that when stuff goes wrong. They always say, due to circumstances beyond our control. But in this case, it really was beyond our control. Yeah, there was literally nothing that we could do. And you and I tried. Sure. You know, the backstory is I woke up to a message from the mansion. And I was the only one that knew at that time. And I immediately got to work. I recruited Tim to help me. Tim ended up saving the day in the end. But the two of us were working endlessly for hours trying to figure out how we were going to save this event and how we were going to pull it off and, and make it happen. Because Tim and I have been through this a bunch of times before with the town of Gardner. And well, and that's what when you sent me the messages at first, I was like, "Don't worry about it." Exactly, this happens yep. every time. It's going to work out. We'll figure it out. And yep. I told you, I said, "I'm not psychic. I don't have abilities or sensitivities, <laughs> but I have a feeling it's all going to work out." And I was right. 
It did work out, it just not the way out. that I thought that it would. And I mean, I'm disappointed to not be going to the S.K. Pierce Mansion because I was looking forward to it. However, I haven't been to Winchenden in a couple of years. So... Do we chalk this up at all to the ongoing battle that we've had with whatever is at the S.K. Pierce Mansion? Of course we do. I'm talking beyond the city of Gardner. I'm talking beyond the human no, element. There's you're something talking about the supernatural. There's something there that has been working against us. And does not like us to arrive at that house. But once we were there, it doesn't like us to leave either. Right. So in a creepy way. Not in a good way. I think that that might have had some influence. Oh, I I absolutely think so. Um and I, I hate I hate to be the guy that like says, Oh, you know, it's 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 the paranormal things that are affecting things, but I think that in this case that I think definitely it might plays be. part I of it. I agree with you and you know, you were that guy that didn't want anything to do with um blaming it on stuff like that. You would kinda of just brush it off and not say much. But I don't know. There's some there's been some weird things that have happened. Especially when I've found a way around all the other things that have happened, but now there's just a, a, an inexplicable brick wall here. Right. Like it'd be one thing if they could give us an actual rationale and reasoning why. Right. But I talked to the owner yesterday for about twenty minutes and even Nothing. he said I, I really don't understand it. I have no explanation why. I'm waiting to get an explanation why. But here it is a holiday weekend, so they find out on Friday. Uh, of the holiday weekend that the event can't take place there. So now you know we're not going to get an answer from anybody until at least Tuesday. And they're probably thinking that if it gets to that point, because right. you're a week out, they'll, they'll probably just cancel the event. So it won't, we won't even have to get into that stuff with them. But, you know, we found a way around it. We found a way to pull out what will be an even better location, I think. I think so, too. I agree. I can't wait to... Cause you know, the two locations are literally across the side street from each other. So it's a very easy walk. It's such a beautiful place, too. Oh, and it is. It's, it's perfect small town, it. New yep. England. It's it is. Like the, it's so scenic. Uh, when you get, even the ride there is, is like just driving through a crossword puzzle. Well, not a crossword puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> and if you drove through a crossword puzzle, you'd be really screwed. How do but, you drive through a crossword puzzle? But it's like, you know, it's like this very scenic, picturesque location. Right. These two great mansions across the street from each other. They've done such a great job in restoring them. And the money that you are paying for your ticket, part of that is going toward helping with that continued of restoration. Course. So, you know, when you go to these places, you say, I, I've given a piece to what yep. they're doing here. So uh, absolutely. And, br- and bring a few extra dollars when you come next Saturday night because the Murdoch Whitney House actually has a little gift shop inside of the building. Yes. Where they have some really unique, you know, like Victorian era stuff that you, you know, you're gonna want to bring something home. So, uh, so bring a little bit of extra money if you like to collect those kind of things. And, uh, and you, and you have something else coming up as well before we get into things with Porter too, right? You have uh, some other things on the docket. I have a lot of things coming up. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from one right now, but I will be in Sleepy Hollow, New York, um, on the. Oh gosh, when is it? October 21st and 22nd for the Festival of Witches. And I'm really excited for that because I've never been. And it's right before Halloween. Then the weekend after, I will be at Alamo City Comic Con Halloween Edition in San Antonio, Texas. And then I am traveling to Columbia, Tennessee for Spirits of the South, which is put on with our amazing friend Christy Parrish, who is trying to help raise money for some locations down in Tennessee that really desperately need it. So I will be there along with Porter. Actually, I'll be in Texas with Porter as well. And then after that, I am finally, finally, finally doing my first public gallery reading back in this area with Dustin Perry. So... 
the weekend of November 18th, I will be at the Mayflower Lodge in Middleborough, Mass. and I Which am, is the Masonic Lodge, for those yes, who don't it is. know. And I will finally be coming out of retirement locally. And that's uh, that's one of those locations, too, that you hear a lot about the paranormal activity that goes on there. So good luck with that, trying to read people in the gallery while there's all those other... You're going to have like a line yeah. out the door looking to talk to you, and I'm not even talking about the living people. No, I know. So it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird getting back into it, but I'm actually doing a gallery reading down in San Antonio, Texas, too. So it's, uh, it's, it's time, but I am excited. So tickets... Um, I mean, you can go everywhere to get different tickets for all those things, but the tickets for Dustin and I will be at... Um, well, I mean, everything's on your site, too, yep, right? stephpark.com. So that's the that's just direct everybody to that one spot, and yep, they'll find it works. from there. And, uh, and, and we're working on some other things, too. I don't know how much of it's going to sync up with your schedule. There might be some that you are at, some that you're not at. I don't even know I anything about dates right now, but... Uh, we're working on a few things uh, coming up for October and, and maybe even into November for stuff going on here because we've you know we've been trying to put on some different stuff because this right. is this is the time people say oh well this is your time of year to make money right because you're in the paranormal stuff this is the time of year where you can make money no this is the time of year when we can get people to come in right. and make money for these locations you know nobody wants to go to some of these places in July or August when they can right. go take a five dollar walking tour but they want to go and they want to buy that ghost hunting ticket. Yep. in October because they're looking for some spooky fun and something to do. Of so That's why we're trying to get as much stuff as we can. So if you start seeing a bunch of stuff getting blasted at you uh, for different events, that's that's the reason why, because this is kind of like our chance to and our time of year to help these places out. And as you can tell, you know, some of them need it. We talk all the time about the places that this is pretty much their biggest tourism arm now is through ghost stuff. So, you know, we want to help them out where we can, and then hopefully that has a trickle-down effect that gets people to start showing up for the $5 walking tours during the summer. I hope that I'm here for what we're planning because I already kind of have an idea. So, Well, I... there's, 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 one, there's one that's probably going to happen sometime in October that you might miss out on. But <gasps> Sorry. It's just when they're available. And plus... I have one week in October left. Geographically, I start to get worried past certain times of the year. Oh, I start to say, oh, no, no, that's too far north to go in, in the first week of November. It might snow. So Hey, it snows. You know how I feel about snow. Here, pretty much. Well, here's let's bring on a guy now who doesn't have to worry about snow. Unless he travels to Salem in April. <laughs> Which I swore that wouldn't happen, but it happened anyway. It did. Uh, joining us on the line right now, we have Porter from Haunted Towns. Porter, are you with us? Hey, yeah, I'm right here. Tim, how's it going, man? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm a little bit more awake than the last time I think we spoke. Well, that's... It, listen, <laughs> I, I can only promise to try not to put you to sleep, but sometimes it happens. No guarantee. It you won't be the first guest that nodded off on me. Oh, uh, I've got the time zone thing down now, I think. It, uh, it took me a little bit to get it straight. <laughs> well, we were just talking with John Brightman about how uh, we had to change the event location for next Saturday night, and I know that you were you know, excited to come up for the S.K. Pierce Mansion, but now we're going to have two great locations right across the street from each other, two huge mansion houses, uh, and one of which has uh, an ice cream shop in it. So that's the goal next Saturday is to get there early enough to make sure that we can have ice cream before the event. I mean, who does not want to go on a ghost hunt with in an ice cream shop? I mean, it's like the, it's like the perfect uh, mix of everything. Well, listen, I didn't get to actually go out in the field that much with you guys as you were filming the season of Haunted Towns, but I, was it the episode that we just watched, the Savannah episode? Was that the one where you guys got the free ice cream? Ooh, let's see. Was it Savannah? Um, no, it was uh, it was McDonough, Georgia, I okay. think, where we got the ice cream. That one, 
Oh yeah, that was a good that was a good pile of ice cream. I mean, I got no lie to tell. That stuff was nice. It was hot that day. Yeah, you guys were eating it out of like those three gallon containers. Like, I was like what? <laughs> oh no, wait a minute. Yeah, that was Savannah where we got the three gallon container of ice cream. We had we had two ice cream episodes this season. Two so ice cream episodes, and neither <laughs> one of them were in New England where I was. That figures. No, 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 man. You guys, you guys. There was nobody up there that gave us ice cream. It was all in the south. I think they were trying to fatten us up. You know, like pigs. So, uh, it's, uh, you know, it was, it was okay though. It was good ice cream. You know what's funny is, uh, when you guys were up in Salem and there was that cemetery where you filmed with, with Sam and, uh, you, you know, there was all that nice, you know, background of the snow and everything. That actually, there's an ice cream place there that's like in charge of running that cemetery. Oh, and, yeah, really? And I was, like, I was hoping I could get there just because I'd heard that the ice cream was so good. I was like, yeah, it'd be nice to see everybody and help with filming, but really, I just want to go for ice cream. How did, how did I miss ice cream at a cemetery? How did I do that? I don't know. Weird. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Something we, was not working in my favor. Stephanie and I are like the we're like the the hounds for ice cream. Like we find Seriously. it no matter where it is. Like we went and oh. we went and filmed at a haunted library right next door. Ice cream. Yep. Like literally in the parking lot. So all we did we were actually we were filming a uh, sizzle reel <laughs> and we took off to get ice cream. Right. <laughs> we're like, yep. It, it was with Chris Jericho. It we're was like, with Chris Jericho. We're like, hey, Chris, it's nice to meet you, but we got to go get some yeah, ice cream. We man. don't really care. We're just gonna eat. You guys keep doing mind. what you're doing. We're gonna go get some some Sundays. That was that was the time that we sat on that bench eating the ice cream by ourselves, and we ended up with all those weird inchworms all over us. Right. Those are and awful. talking to the people about how the ice cream shop is haunted. Oh, that's right. That's right. We did. Because the library was haunted, so right. I, of course, the ice cream shop was haunted. And it, it, it had to spill over. It had to. Well, and that's what's so great about haunted towns is that you guys are getting to these places where it's little out of the way places or, or, you know, maybe like on the town square, places that you never would look at a place and say, oh, I bet you that place is haunted. But yet you find out that it has this amazing activity going on and it's a piece of a bigger puzzle for the entire town. You know, that's the, that's the whole thing about it. You know, we, we tend to think about uh, haunted locations as being confined to one specific building or one specific area. And in haunted towns, what we've done is we kind of, you know, like you said, we branched out. We look at the story, and we look for connections uh, between different locations, uh, and then we try to dig into those and see if we can make that connection through the spirit world too, uh, and, and substantiate it through the evidence that there is a uh, there's a definite spirit connection between one location and the other, or maybe you know three or four locations. And when I find myself going into a place for the first time, going to a town, maybe it's my first time visiting there. You know, uh, maybe I'm just passing through. I, I do a lot of yard sailing, so, you know, I end up down these out-of-the-way places. And as I'm doing all that, you know, the the conversation that I have with everybody inevitably turns to places that are haunted. And it's you, you can't go anywhere with there at least being one or two or three stories like that in every town in America. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's the key. You know, everyone <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Clear my throat. I just drove through a crossword puzzle and uh, had me a uh, smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean that's the thing about it. Everybody you know who you talk to, uh, they have a story about something that they that they can't explain. So there's there's everybody has a ghost story. Uh, but I think the neatest thing is is when you talk to people who who have no connection to one another and, and maybe know nothing about the stories of each location, but yet they're having similar activity or seeing similar entities and so then you start digging into the history to try to see what the connection was uh and you know and sometimes that connection is very is very small and sometimes it's huge i mean uh just like uh, like our episode of mcdonough georgia i mean the train crash down there was huge and it uh, connected a lot of places 
And when you do have these common threads, though, that can, I mean, you've been investigating for a long time, so you know that this can be the trap that happens, is you start looking at some of this backstory and you start thinking that, you start expecting that all the stuff that you find will fit into that narrative some way or another. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But the stuff that you guys have found, at least through these first three episodes, has been amazing because it is directly related to that narrative. It's not like it's, it's not like I'm hearing it and saying, well, yeah, I can see where they think that, but it could also be this. I mean, you're getting direct names and direct facts based on these stories coming through in the evidence that you're collecting. Yeah, I think that's the neatest thing. I mean, I, I think one of my favorite, uh, was in, was in Gettysburg up there, uh, that and Salem. Both of those were, you know, wonderful episodes. Uh, but Gettysburg, when, uh, when we were doing the investigation and that, uh, and that EVP came through that said Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know, that was kind of unexpected. I mean, it, well, kind of, heck, it was totally unexpected. Uh, you know, we were, we were getting some activity, had some good interaction all night. And, and then to get that type of intellectual intera- interaction in a location that is so connected to such a, such a prominent figure in American history, uh, not to mention that right above us where we, uh, where we got that EVP. Now, this is something that they didn't show in the, in, the, in the show, but hanging on the wall right above where we were at when we got that EVP was a, um, a framed uh, picture or a shadow box, if you will, and in that shadow box there was a lock of abraham lincoln's hair and mm. a, a document that he had signed in his secretary of war uh there was also a photograph of him uh and then there was a it was a stack of documentation from the uh uh the national archives uh and, and some other entities that had verified that that was his hair so there was a direct piece of him right above us not to mention you know the the fact that he was uh, he had stayed right across the street before he get, delivered the uh, the Gettysburg Address. So I mean, everyone, everything there is very familiar with that name. Uh, and for for the way that that worked out, when I asked the question of you know who was the person that stayed in the in the building across the way that addressed the country after the war, and, and to get his name, not just, just not just Lincoln, but when you listen to it really closely, you can hear Abraham Lincoln. Uh, you know, it amazed us. Uh, but you know, it kind of brings all the story together how it connects everything in that location. And what I like about it, too, is, and again, this is kind of the format of the show more than anything else, is, you know, with Haunted Towns now, we get to see you guys as you really are on an investigation, instead of a particular aesthetic, maybe, that was being put forth with Ghost Asylum, where when you're, inv- when you're investigating these places that have this dark, deep history, and it's one location, and you're spending that, like, that has an effect on you. It has an effect on your personality and how you're acting in the, in that, night and in that investigation but with haunted towns you can tell that because i think of the nature of being going in so many different directions when you're in a town i think it's more like your natural personalities are shining through and you can see that excitement on everybody's face when something comes through and everybody hears it right away and knows exactly what was said oh absolutely i mean you know that's that's one of the unique things that uh how we've how we went with haunted towns uh you know we wanted to showcase more of who we are uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, you go and you do these, investi- <clears throat> you do these investigations. And I think that, the, you know, the average viewer thinks that, you know, we walk into a building, we go in, we sit down with a few pieces of equipment, we say, hey, can you talk to us? And the spirits talk to us. And then we just go through for 42 minutes and then we're like, okay, we're done. We're going home. Uh, but, you know, we're actually in this, you know, in, on location or in these towns for, you know, four or five days mm-hmm. investigating. So there's all this time that we're there that we're, 
either waiting or we're you know we're not getting the interaction that we uh, that we hope for uh, because the spirits don't talk to us on uh, on demand uh, they're kind of on their own time frame but um, you know it it takes a while sometimes to get those to get that evidence to come through uh, but in the meantime you know you're not stuck in one location you're not beating the beating the walls to death and and just you know getting frustrated and 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 you know and, and that you know, not tearing you down. It's kind of like you're you're exploring. You're you're out there looking for new locations. You're looking at new uh, uh, new areas that uh, offer something uh, something new. Uh, I think I can say new uh, five or six times in the same sentence. But um, you know, it's something different. So it kind of it brings about a little bit of a different um, uh, feel for the investigators. Uh, you know, it's 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 you're on you're on a path of discovery. Uh, not just spiritual there, but, you know, you never know what you're going to run across. I mean, you know, you, we find some artifacts, and, and for me, that's very interesting because I love history. Uh, you know, just like when I came across, you know, Lincoln's hair there at the uh, Mason-Dixon Militaria in Gettysburg, uh, and then also came across a pair of Elvis's underwear. So, uh, you, know, you know, what a, what a, what a crazy piece of American history, right? Whoa. That's, <laughs> uh, well, I got to ask you now, did, did, did you try them on? I did not try them on. I was kind of afraid to touch them. They looked a little stained. Oh, well, yeah, I'm not surprised. But <laughs> I actually, I was talking about Elvis on the, I used to do a Saturday morning talk show. And uh, on, on, I think it was Elvis's, it was either the anniversary of his death or his birthday. I, would, I did the whole show on Elvis. And a guy calls up and says, hey, I got something that you might want to see. I'm going to come down to the station. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he shows up at the door and I, I let him in and he has this shopping bag. And he opens up the shopping bag, and inside of it, wrapped up in tissue paper, is a scarf. And he pulls out the scarf, and he says, this was Elvis's actual scarf. My wife caught it at one of his concerts in Las Vegas in 1970-whatever, and she passed away, but I've held on to it, and I just thought you might want to see it. And I looked at it, and I said, can, can I put it on? He says, absolutely. And he puts it on over my neck, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm wearing a scarf that Elvis Presley wore. And it was just it was a total geek-out moment for me. I think that may be the first time I heard that story. Really? I mean, yeah. I tell it all but the time. You, you are wearing a scarf that was had so much of Elvis's sweat on it. You now have part of Elvis's DNA on your body. That's why I'm the king, baby. Oh you are, baby. You're the king. I would have totally put on the underwear, too. I would have walked around being like, hey, you who wants to love me have. tender? You definitely would have. Of course I would have. But, but like you said, you know, you never know in these little nooks and crannies and corners of America. And, you know, I know that. When you look at some of these towns, yeah, you've heard of, of, of Savannah before and you've heard of Salem and you know that these are kind of famously haunted places. But when you're watching this show, you're looking at them from the perspective of, hey, this is just a typical American town. And you're really getting to see kind of that small town atmosphere of these places. So it's like, you know, we, we talked about it when before you guys were head, heading out on the road to go to these places that sometimes it's not about the the big famous haunted places that you've seen on TV before or the places that you would expect people to go to. Sometimes you can find the story and, and the connections in those littler places that people don't know about. Absolutely. You know, uh, you, you, it's, it's kind of like when you look at history. You know, you look at history books and, and you read that bit of history that's out there that's for everyone to consume and digest. But the real history is, is sometimes a little bit deeper and, and more hidden and harder to get a hold to. You know, it lies in the stories that have been handed down throughout time. And I know you as a, as a researcher, Tim, I and mean, you understand that you, you've got to dig and find and try to track down these stories. Uh, and they may be listed in some of the most obscure places and then, and then try to verify them because, 
uh, you know, sometimes, you know, just like history, it's, it's, it's from one person's perspective. Uh, and so it may be what their opinion was. And so you have to kind of distill those opinions to try to find out where the truth is. Uh, and, and once you start digging, you find these stories that really stand out and, and there's little, um, jewels or little, little, little Easter eggs in there that kind of make those connections. And when you can start finding those Easter eggs and making those connections, that's where you get a hold of the real history. And that path will take you into some of those more obscure places just like what we do on Haunted Towns, and uh, it allows us to take the viewer on that journey and show them places and and and, uh, loc- and parts of the locations uh, that they may not have ever gotten to experience just by going on a uh, on a normal tour or a normal visit. And the other good thing about it too is that you're able to kind of tell pieces of the story instead of having to tell the entire story. You know, so if a if a paranormal show went to Salem before, you know, they might be talking about the entire, you know, scope of the the Salem witch trials and what it meant and how it's had this impact on the town, but you guys were able to actually go and focus on, you know, the story of of one person that was accused and and, and well two people actually, but you're able to focus on just kind of that and tell that story and even if you don't get to tell the story of every person that was wrongfully accused. You've now humanized that story for people and humanized that piece of history to let them know, hey, this was a real person just like you or I, and and this kind of thing could happen to anybody. Oh, absolutely. That's you know, it was it's it was so cool for me from getting to Salem because you know going to school when you're you know when you're a child and you and you're reading about American history and you're reading about Salem and the Salem witch trials uh, in the history books. You know, you have this you have this vision so to speak, in your mind, if you haven't seen pictures or you haven't, uh, of course, when I was going to school at that time, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit older. Uh, so, so you had, you know, you had pictures and books, you didn't have the internet. Um, so, you know, you, you have this idea of what you're looking at and, or what you're looking for. And then when you actually, you know, you get there and you're experiencing it, uh, and digging into that story and finding out, uh, you know, what these people, what their daily life was like, what, what, prompted this to happen you know what was the what was the mentality of the community at the time you know because uh you know you, you can take it and put it together and you think about it that we as people throughout time we used uh you know uh, uh sorcery or religion or or mysticism or something we use this these mystic ideas to explain things that we didn't understand um and so you some in some cases just like with salem uh, they utilize that to their benefit to accomplish uh, an underlying um, um, uh, goal, so to speak, uh, to try to you know get people out of the way that they didn't like. And uh, when you start digging into those stories and you start reading that uh, and, and looking at it from from that perspective uh, and not taking it for face value, you really dig in and you really start getting a picture of what life was really like for the people. Uh, back in the in that time period, uh, you know, in those areas. And what is even better about that is that when you're going to these, I mean, I think this is a trait that that the TWC has that I think a lot of paranormal investigators kind of lack. But you're able to look at these places that you're at, kind of in multi-dimensional space and time. So you know, you never lose sight of the fact that okay, you may be standing in a in a 2016, 17 militaria, a 2017, you know, uh, 
glass art gallery, but you're able to kind of remember where you're also standing. Like, okay, I'm also standing on a spot that was this. I'm also standing on a spot that was essentially a cemetery. So you're able to kind of think um, in multiple linear dimensions to be able to reach back and find things. Whereas a lot of people would say, well, I don't see the point of going to investigate an art gallery. How can that be haunted? Mm -hmm. But you're coming into these towns almost like, let's take this time period into into account into account as much as we are what we're experiencing now oh absolutely yes that's um that's one of the things that i've always uh personally i've always done you know it's uh, i've always been well i haven't always but i've been a history buff for a long time um and and started digging into history uh you know my family's history and and one of the things that really made me start to think like that is i went back and visited uh, a farm that was a uh, Revolutionary War land grant to my great-grandfather to the 5th, 6th, 5th or 6th. And I got there, and, and I'm looking. <clears throat> and, of course, we drove there in vehicles, and, you know, you pull up in the driveway, you get out of the air-conditioned car, and it's, you know, it's hot in the summer down here in the south in Tennessee. And, and I'm standing there, and I'm looking, and I'm thinking, wow, the, you know, these hills and these mountains around here, uh, you know, these guys came in here with you know, horses and carriages, horses and wagons, mules and wagons, and and when they came in these into these areas, you know, they were it was it was the wild frontier, uh, and 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 so it's kind of like you you put yourself back in that time period and really take on the uh, the 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 idea, the feel. Uh, so just like you know, going into those places like the like the glass gallery uh, or the the Wright Square Cafe. You know, you're, you're standing there and yes, it's a cafe. It's a, it's a glass gallery. It's the, it's a, uh, it's a relic store. Uh, it's a, it's a modern day restaurant or whatever. Uh, but when you stand there and you're looking around the room and you think that the walls were here, you know, this is the building that was here. The, the, the inside of it, the appearance of it may be a little different, but this building was here. And what was it like on that day? Uh, you know, you think about, like going back to Gettysburg, you know, what was it like that day when people were in these buildings and they could hear the cannon fire and the, the, the parrot shells flying down the street and the, the people, you know, just in pain and agony and, and, and how awful and brutal it must have been for the, for the few inhabitants there to have, you know, over 100,000 people, 150,000 people, you know, soldiers descend on a location that had 2,000 uh, population. Um, and, and to, to try to put yourself there is, is difficult, but, uh, if you can get there, it really brings on a different feel for the location and it, and it kind of connects you to it. And, and I, you know, I know that you guys are doing Facebook live, uh, during the, the shows as they air on Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock on Destination America, but I've been on Twitter and I've been trying to like, you know, see what people are saying on Twitter during, during the show as it airs. And I got to tell you, overwhelmingly, the response that people have been talking about is how much is dedicated to history. And it's not, it's almost like, all right, if we can go out and we can find some ghosts, that's great. But that's almost ancillary to the fact that we're trying to present to you this historical story and this little bit of history that you might not know or you might think that you know, but you don't know the whole story. And so, in a way, it's just as much educational as it is entertainment for the people that are watching. Oh, uh, yes. And, and, you know, it's, you, know, you 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 get that piece of history and and it, and it kind of think it uh, for some people what it may do uh, is, is spark their interest for them to dig deeper. You know maybe in their hometown, their location, or somewhere that they find that they have a very 
uh, unique interest in, uh, you know, maybe that will make them think that, oh, wow, maybe I'm not getting the whole story. Maybe I need to dig a little deep. Excuse me. Maybe I need to dig a little deeper, do a little more research, um, and, and, and put myself into that place and, and really get down to the, to the, to the feel of what it was like back then. And, uh, you know, and, and it makes them maybe, uh, uh, want to go and visit some of these locations and some of these towns where we're going to, uh, and, and feel that and experience that for themselves, you know, and, and dig into that history. Uh, because, you know, just because we've been digging into it or just because the, the writers of the textbooks and these historians have dug into the history, it doesn't mean that they've included every single bit of interesting facts that you could discover just by going out and talking to people who've lived there, uh, get the stories that have been handed down over the years. Uh, you know, I mean, these, those, those are the things that, that sometimes they just don't make it in the book, but gosh, they're so important to have because they can be the key that puts the whole puzzle together. I also think too, though, that as people are, uh, because I've seen the way that some of these towns react to some of these ghost stories. I've seen the way that some locations that you hear are haunted and you say, can we go and check them out? And people say, Oh no, I don't really think so. You know, we don't really like to spread that story around, but you guys are getting into places that normally people would get turned away from. I mean, the Oglethorpe, uh, 12 Oglethorpe in Savannah, Georgia, is a place that people have been trying to get into for years. It's mm-hmm. it's on every tour. They drive by every tour and talk about what happened there and about how it's one of the most haunted places. And then you try and get in and you can't. But you guys were able to get in there and be the first people to ever investigate there. Yeah, that was, that was an amazing feat. And they were very, very accommodating and, and helped us out a lot. Uh, you know, it was, it was so cool because we were – we were talking to one of the owners in there, um, and uh, and we were we were we were kind of doing some preliminary work, um, and then we brought Alex in, and we were going to film a scene, and and that that scene wasn't in the show at first, but it was it's such a, a pivotal scene because we're sitting there, we're filming, and all of, and and the the owner had told us that people have these these random things that'll happen, like their batteries will go dead, their uh, you know, their cameras will quit working or whatever. And so we're just cruising along. Everything's going good. Of course, Alex has got this camera on his shoulder. And, you, and I'm not talking about something you buy at Walmart. I'm talking, this is, this right. is, you know, this is a, a hundred grand camera, you know? And, and so he's sitting there with that thing on his shoulder and all of a sudden it just dies. And, and of course, you know, the first thing that we do is, you know, Chris and I both, we pull out our cell phones and we're filming Alex. We're like, okay, Alex, what's going on here? So some of that, that footage you see in the show, uh, of Alex working on the camera, uh, in the, I mean, that was, that was on the fly filmed with our, with our, with our cell phone, oh, wow. uh, trying to find out what was going on. Cause we knew that that was a very important piece that would have to be shown because it, it coincided with the stories that we were getting. Um, and I'm so glad that they, uh, that, that it decided it made it in the show. Uh, because that's, that's another thing that you face with the show is that you, you, you may have a lot of different things that happen that you just don't have time for. You know, like right. I said, we're there four or five days. We've got 42, 47 minutes in there to, uh, to deliver the story. And, and so there's a lot of bonus footage out there that, that the audience is yet to see. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to someday when they do get to see it. Well, what, what was really interesting about that part with Alex is that, uh, people don't realize this. Alex has a lot of experience filming in haunted locations. He worked on Ghost Hunters, and you know he has experience going into these places. He knows what to expect. So this right. is a guy who you know knows how to prevent these kind of things from happening, and and yet still the activity is so strong it happens anyway. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 really cool to talk to Alex because he doesn't get spooked very often. Um, but it's pretty neat when when something when something happens and it's uh, and it's a very obvious supernatural encounter. Uh, Alex's eyes will get real big and he'll cut his eyes at you like you know is this really happening right now? And uh, and you kind of get to see a piece of that in, in in that little in that little snippet of film. Uh, but yeah, Alex is always prepared. And, and that day he just kind of threw his hands up and says, I don't know what's going on, but let's get another battery, see if we can fix it. <laughs> and Stephanie, I know that you don't watch a lot of paranormal shows. You, I don't. You, you, but you've been watching Haunted Towns. I have been. I it's, have it's been. just because of you, Porter. It's not, it's not because I work on it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm so honored. <laughs> How many episodes of Ghost Stalkers did you see? No, I actually no. watched Come Ghost Lockers. Just messing with you. Maybe the first like three or four, definitely I watched. But you're just as much of a history nerd as Porter and I, I are. So such a history nerd. I mean, that has to be drawing you into these episodes more than anything. Well, I mean, definitely. Obviously, um, I don't even know if we've talked about it on the show, but when you first signed on to write for Haunted Towns. Um, I came here to the studio and said, "Hey, look, here's my packet. You know, this is what we're doing." And I didn't. I didn't show you that. I didn't. No, you that. didn't. So I was just sitting there reading nothing about um, how great this new show was going to be, and I, I said the first thing I said to you was the history is going to be amazing. That's that's right. the first thing that drew me in was the history was going to be awesome, and. I, at that time, knew nothing about who TWC was, who Porter was, didn't even, I couldn't tell you what he looked like to save my life. And, um, I mean, even going with you to the set of filming, I had no idea what they yeah, all looked like. Who's, like. Which, who's yeah. this one? Who's, who's that, that? One? Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. I don't watch paranormal TV. I don't watch horror TV. I don't watch any of that stuff. So, um, I definitely actually watched the, um, the first Gettysburg episode on the app when it released and i actually called porter right after i watched it and said did that actually happen because we all know how tv can be at times and (laughs) working in tv myself i know like i worked on a very authentic show but i don't know about other shows and i called him like did did that evp actually happen did that did that happen at the same time and i'm asking all these questions really interested and into it and i'm like wow i'm so dorky i can't believe that i really just got into a paranormal tv show but um (laughs) I really enjoyed it, and I, I watched the follow-up to Salem, and it was really cool to see them go to places that I have not been or places that I have been that I'm, I've am i had personal experiences in as well. So I give it a thumbs up, and well, I don't do that often. And and But what one of the points that, that you're making there, though, is that a lot of people will look at stuff that happens in a show, Porter, and you know this. You've, you've been on uh, you know TV long enough to know that people look at stuff and say, Oh, well, gee, that just seems too convenient that that happened or that they got right. that come through that and that this happened and that, that happened. But when I look at shows, the first thing that I notice is the way that people are reacting to the stuff. So I'm like, well, if they're reacting that strongly to it saying Abraham Lincoln, then it said Abraham Lincoln. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, 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 act, that EVP actually startled the, uh, the bejesus out of us because we, we were, you know, Chris and I were standing there, and and uh, and of course Doogie and Brandon, and 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 when Doogie played that back, and we heard it, you know, we were like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing!" But then I think Brandon got so excited and was so loud that that <laughs> scared Chris and I even more. And so we had this moment of embrace, and and then we looked at Brandon like, "Don't yell so doggone loud!" You know, but I mean, the, all all of that was authentic. I mean, it was. It was in the moment, and I mean, even those people that were outside—excuse me, outside—listening in. Uh, you know, we had uh, Mike out there in the van, and he was monitoring surveillance, and and he had, you know, he was able to listen to us. 
uh, we had the uh, the owners of the Mason Dixon military were actually out there uh, where Mike was at, and and they all heard it uh, even through their audio. It came through when we played it. So I mean, it was it was such a prominent EVP Class A. I mean, it's it's one of those things that just uh, you know it, it it jumps out at you, and there's no way to get around it. It's it's I can't say enough about that. Uh, but that's one of the things about the show is that. We want to take the audience with us and have them experience what we experience, uh, you know, and, and no matter how big or how small that is, or if it's something natural, if it's, uh, if it's you know, if you're sitting there and you, you think you've had something touch your hand and it's a bug or you, you, uh, you hear something fall over and, and, and it's, it turns out to be something that's natural uh, or something bumping and you know, walking down the hall and it turns out to be something rolling in the hall, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, we want to take the audience on that journey with us and, and feel those highs and lows, you know, like, oh, my gosh, something's actually happening. And then when you, you come down because you find out it was something natural. Uh, but then also, you know, like be it, you know, do, do a little education along the way and kind of help people, you know, find up little little tidbits about the locations where we're going, the history of them. And I do love that you see, you know, Brandon get so excited and yeah. you do see everybody get so fired up for things because I think on Ghost Asylum, a lot of that was you guys were kind of playing it cool, uh, trying to, you know, I mean, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, it's a different feel when you're in this big haunted asylum or prison or hospital or something and it's, it, it can feel very unwelcoming. Uh, but I think the, the, the reactions that have been the most I don't know, kind of have me the most on the edge of my seat have been what's been happening to Doogie because he has, it just seems like he's getting targeted more in these places than he ever was, uh, you know, dealing with some of the nasty stuff that you guys were going up against in other places. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Doog, he, he is the target. I mean, he is, he's what we call the paranormal magnet. Uh, and, and I can't tell you how many times we've turned him loose in a building. We just watch him and wait and see what happens. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but that guy, I mean, if there's, if there's something spooky around, it's going to find the Doog and it's going to, it's going to latch onto him. I think, I think they kind of, they're kind of a little sweet on the Doog. I'm not sure, you know, what's going on there, but, uh, uh, it seems like everywhere he goes, man, he's got something going on. And I mean, there's been times when we've done investigations before, even before TV and we would put a camera on him, just watching him and, and we've seen stuff pull at his coat and, uh, just all kinds of craziness. And so I, I think he's got a special connection to the other side. Well, he's got psychic elbows, right? Is that what he told me when he first met me? That's right. Psychic <laughs> elbows, they get cool. <laughs> well, and, and what I like about this season is, is, is as it goes along, a uh, little inside info that we know is that, you know, we'll, we'll see you guys go to places where that side of him can kind of come out even more. So places where he can kind of develop that ability a little bit more. Yes, yes. We we tried to turn him loose uh, and 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 see if he would uh, just see how far it would go. And uh, you know, so you know, who knows? You know, you you're going to get to see some of that in the show. You're going to get to see that uh, that fun side of it too. And uh, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen, especially on this show because we've we've got some great locations uh, coming up uh, as we go through the rest of the season. Uh, it's some very interesting places, um, and you'll see a lot of locations and, and parts of these these places that uh, that you would never get to visit uh, without watching the show. And you may the spooky South Coast audience may see a familiar face coming up on one of the episodes, somebody who actually got to take part in the filming with you guys. And of course, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Claire the doll, who uh, you yeah. thought I was going to say me, didn't you, Stephanie? 
Uh, but <laughs> she's like, he's really going to put himself over right now. But uh, no, I didn't think so. You, I thought so for sure. You, I could tell by your face. You're like, uh, shut up, Tim. I would never Nobody tell cares. you to shut up. Uh, you're just in the you're just in the truck for a couple of minutes. Jeez. <laughs> But um, Claire the doll, who actually had spent time in my home, uh, our friend Jill actually mailed her up to me, and, and she stayed with whoa. me in my house while whoa, I was. Whoa, 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 whoa! Is this is this is this okay to talk about on on the radio station? No, I didn't do that. I didn't do anything like that with the doll. It wasn't that kind of doll. <laughs> it's porcelain, not inflatable. Oh my god! But, <laughs> it's a family show, right? <laughs> this. <laughs> well, well not, no, we're on YouTube. Yeah, right? we can say whatever we want now. <laughs> But we, well, true. <laughs> I was, I was writing a book on haunted objects and, and Jill said, you know, I have a doll that's haunted that I grew up with. And she told me the story and I actually made her dig the doll out and she sent it up to me and the doll stayed with me for a couple of months while I was writing the book. And then I gave it back to her, ironically, at the Lizzie Borden house. Right. And so when we were looking for towns and I started to see, she actually mentioned to me about the Camp Creek wreck and McDonough and all that stuff. And I started to look into that and I said, well, that definitely fits in with the story behind the doll. So there's actually been people who have said to me online, hey, you know that doll that they show on Haunted Towns every week? Is that the one that you had on Spooky South Coast? Because we do have an episode where Claire was actually right. sitting in as, as one of our guests. So and, and I said, believe it or not, that is the same doll. And, and she's already kind of developed her own little following that I'm sure will only go through the roof after, uh, after the episode airs in, in McDonough. But is that the first time that you've ever had to investigate alongside of a doll? You know... Um, I think that we have, we've, we've done some private investigations before, uh, where the uh, people were doll collectors. Uh, so going into a room full of dolls is kind of unnerving to say the least. Uh, you know, I don't like clowns and I don't like dolls, period. Um, <laughs> me too. But, uh, <laughs> I think, I think that's why Steffi and I get along so well is because we, yep. there's so many similarities as what we don't like. It's like, I don't, I don't like clowns. I don't like dolls. And she's like, oh, they're me too. Um, but the, uh, this is the first time I think that we've, that we've actually done a, a, an investigation around a specific, uh, doll. Uh, so that was, that was pretty, pretty unique. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we tried to watch see what was going on with the doll, but we never, never really got a whole lot there, but, uh, there was some activity in that house for sure. Well, this leads up to something that I, I'm going to spring on you guys for next Saturday night. The Murdoch oh. Whitney house has an entire room <gasps> of nothing but dolls. And I'm pretty sure that one of the, one, at least a couple of them are actually clown dolls too. So oh, I'm not going in that room at all. It's one of the most active rooms in the house. I will not be there. I don't we're, know. We're I think have to draw straws. I say, I say, no. we lock her in there for a little while. On you know, why? Why would you do that to me? Why do I automatically become the guinea pig? Why not? Just because I'm the smallest one doesn't mean that I get bullied. Why not? Because. Actually, I think Sherry's a little smaller than you. Oh, that's right. I, I say we throw Sherry in there and lock her in. Oh, absolutely. All right, oh, there, there you go. go. Perfect. Yeah, now we're all on the same to, page. She's not here to defend herself. No, nope. her nope. She'll do it I'm anyway. Good. She'll be fine with it. She won't care. I don't. I actually don't even think I've ever even been in the Murdoch Whitney. I think I've only been in Isaac Morse. Well, you must have been in the Murdoch Whitney house to eat. Just to walk in, that's it. That's where we that's where we that's did it. most of so the I stuff. So I didn't know that there was clown dolls. Oh yeah. Ugh. We'll get into all that next Saturday for sure. Uh but uh you, you had mentioned, Porter, about um when you guys would investigate even before T V. Kind of talk us through a little bit of the genesis of the T W C because I think people remember Chris from being part of Ghost Hunters Academy. 
Uh, but then, you know, that's, there's a period of time where people weren't really sure what he was up to. And then, you know, we see Ghostland, Tennessee, and, and then, of course, Ghost Asylum after that. What was, what was kind of the genesis of how this group came together? Well, you know, I'll, I'll try to give you the Cliff Notes version because it's, uh, it's kind of a, a long, drawn-out story. But when Chris went to uh, Ghost Turns Academy and they asked him back for uh, you know, another season, uh, you know, he decided that he wanted to stay uh, you know, back home and try to put together his own team. Uh, and I think the way that he explains it is that he, had, he was looking around at other teams to join but couldn't find anybody that kind of fit the, uh, uh, the M.O. of what uh, his line of thinking was. And so he decided to, to kind of pull together some guys that he worked with and, and start up a group. And so, you know, what's the first thing you do is you come up with a cool name. And so they came up with the name, T- you know, T- Tennessee Wraith Chasers or TWC. And so they started doing investigations, and and as any you know young team uh, does, then you know you go out and you try to find locations you can investigate. Uh, and in some cases, you don't. Uh, they don't get permission. They they trespass and do things the way they shouldn't do. Uh, I don't recommend or condone that. So uh, you know if you're listening out there and you're thinking about starting doing this, don't do that. Um, but uh, in the process, uh, he met up with Doogie, and uh, of course Doogie and, and and Chris go back a long way. They were old workout buddies too, and and uh, I think Chris at the hospital one day ran into Doog, and they were talking about it, and so Doogie got involved, and uh, and then Doogie uh, he, he was talking to me one day and told me about it and, and got me involved, and uh, and of course Brandon came along in there in the middle of all that somewhere, uh, but uh, you know Doogie kind of brought. To the uh, to the team that uh, um, that reaching out to clients and kind of legitimizing the the investigation side of it, uh, I started looking at the business aspect of it and trying to put it together so that it was an entity unto its own uh, that we could work with and and kind of make this thing as legitimate as we possibly could. Um, and, and then you know as we moved on down the road, we added uh, Chasey Ray. Uh, you know, he came to one of our events and he'd been a buddy of ours for a long time. Uh, I think I probably corrupted Chasey more than anybody because he used to <laughs> run around town with me when he was a teenager, uh, probably when he shouldn't have been. Um, but, um, anyway, uh, I won't get into that. That's, that's, that's another show on itself. But, and the, uh, the statute of limitations hasn't run out on everything, so. <laughs> not, not on everything, not on everything. So we won't tell those stories. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so Chasey came around and he, he was like, man, he said, I want to, I want to get into this on this and do this for you guys. So, uh, you know, Chasey was, he was the right fit for us and, and, uh, and, uh, had some, you know, some long history. He was a brother. So, you know, it, it was just natural to add him. And then, uh, you know, of course, as we got into, uh, we were, we were investigating and, and, and growing the team, growing our client base, and uh, we're doing a lot of investigations. And then uh, uh, one day we got a phone call to be on a, a little show called Paranormal Challenge with Zach Bagans on Travel Channel. Uh, and so we went and uh, finally agreed to do that show, uh, did that, and we thought that would be our one moment of fame, uh, you know, because as every, every ghost hunter, you know, the, the, I'll call them ghost hunters, paranormal investigator, you know, growing up, you, you, you know, or, or over the years, you watched other shows and, you know, you watched Ghost Hunters, you watched, you know, Ghost Adventures, you watched all these shows and you thought, man, it'd be so cool to do that one day. And, um, so, you know, when we got to do that, we thought that would be our moment of fame and, and we'd kind of, you know, slink back into the, uh, into the shadows and, and do our, do our thing. Uh, and then, uh, and, you know, one day out of the blue, we get a, we get an email. Uh, from a production company, uh, got a phone call from them 
Uh, we thought it was just, uh, we thought it was spam. So it's kind of just <laughs> luckily it, it worked out that we actually answered them. Um, but, uh, Tremendous called us and talked to us about, uh, about doing a show with them. Uh, and asked us if we'd ever thought about doing, uh, having our own TV show. And, and of course we're like, you know, of course, yeah, absolutely. We thought about it. It'd be great. And they said, well, you want to try it? And so, uh, that's how we, uh, how we came to have, uh, Ghostland Tennessee, which aired on Animal Planet. And, uh, and so the, uh, Animal Planet just didn't, didn't feel like it was the right fit. Paranormal wasn't the right fit for them. So Destination America came in and, and picked it up, aired the show, liked it. They, uh, then we developed, uh, uh, Ghost Asylum. And, uh, and then now here we are with, uh, Haunted Towns. Uh, you know, we're, I think counting the live show and, uh, the, the, um, the, 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 the pilot episode and all that stuff, I think we're 40 episodes in now. So it's, it's been a good long run already. Well, it's interesting too when you look back at some of the things that have kind of evolved over the last, what was it 2004 when ghost hunters hit so you know in that la- in that time period we've seen the evolution mm-hmm. of what they're looking for in paranormal tv and you guys have been lucky in the way that you've been able to to still produce television shows without having to kind of compromise the way that you want to investigate and i know that that's something that's very important to you guys is to keep your methodology and your approach and certainly your beliefs uh mm-hmm. remain part of the show so that just goes to show that you know, you're able to keep things authentic the way that you want to do them, and it's it's almost like the cameras just happen to be there while you're doing your thing, as opposed to doing your thing for the cameras. Yeah, that's I think that's the key. You know, it's like we, you know, what when you see us on TV, you you're seeing us just like we would be if the cameras weren't there. Uh, well, maybe a little cleaner, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it's. Uh, we, uh, you know, that's, that was the thing, you know, when we did the show, we wanted to, when you know, we talked to the uh, production company, Hawks Tremendous, we talked to, to the networks and we, you know, the whole, the whole concept was we wanted to bring people along for the ride. You know, we, 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 we told, I remember the, uh, the very first, uh, um, uh, vice president of development that we worked with there at Tremendous, he was, he was really trying to push us to do something different, something that was his idea. And I can remember pulling him aside and telling him that, you know, if, if you'll just chill out and relax and watch us, you will get your TV show and you will get what you need. But you've got to give us time because you're going to see our personalities come through. You're going, we're going to get evidence. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. I can't guarantee it's going to happen within your 12-hour time slot before you have to start paying overtime to cameramen. Right. But you're going to get your you're going to get your you're going to get your evidence. And so finally, I think they they saw that and and uh, got some great evidence and thought, okay, well maybe this will work out. So uh, you know, I think the audience likes it. I think the audience likes the authenticity of it. Uh, you know, we are we are who we are, and you get what you get when you you know when you, know, you see you get what you see. Um, that's one thing about us, you know, we're just, we're plain folks. And, uh, I tell everybody all the time, the only difference between me and, and somebody else out here who's working a job is that you can watch me do my job on TV. That's really the only difference. And I can say too, that the, the fan base that you guys have built up is phenomenal. I mean, they're, they're a great group of people. They're very supportive of everything. Uh, you know, a lot of people who could have said, well, gee, you know, I liked Ghost Asylum. I don't know if I want to see them in this new format, but instead people have been overwhelmingly supportive of it. And I can tell you, like, on Twitter, every Tuesday night, it's become, like, one big family. I've made so many new friends uh, from 
just talking to people there, like uh, Chrissy and Ashley and all these people that are like retweeting everything that everybody's putting out. We've seen people who have been huge super fans of other paranormal shows that have been converted over. I even reconnected with uh, with Rebecca from my third grade class. That's just really by funny. tweeting stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, the paranormal yeah. brings the whole world together. See that? If it weren't for ghosts, where would we all be right now? Ironically, we found out that like like four people from our elementary school all are par- into the paranormal now. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's so weird. But uh, again, yeah. it's not because I remember you know being the kid on the playground talking about, hey, do you guys mm-hmm. ever have any weird stuff happen? And like, no. Everybody thought you were strange. But they probably should have said yes because they were having it happen too but that's what's great about it is it's such a it's such a community of people and, and i know that you guys refer to them as, as wraith nation and it mm-hmm. really is that it really is a a supportive group and they always i mean they all say it they say they can't believe how interactive that all of you guys are with them you know that mm-hmm. uh, they'll put something out and you know you'll like a tweet or doogie will respond to a tweet or chris will retweet something and people just they can't believe it they're like these are guys that are on TV, but like you said, you're just regular guys that just happen to have a TV show. That's it. You know, I mean, it, we do. We have some of the greatest fans. I mean, it, I can't tell you. There's a, I can't tell you a day that goes by that I don't go to the mailbox and there's, you know, there's their post office box and there's something there. You know, fans send us gifts. You know, t-shirts. You know, coffee cups, coffee. I mean, there's uh, all kinds of stuff. And and then I've got fans that send my son stuff. They sent Doogie's son stuff. Uh, you know, it, it, it's such a, it's such a cool community and, and a very giving community. And then they really, you know, I, I think that they all enjoy, you know, seeing us, um, uh, you know, doing what we do and they enjoy helping us along like that. Um, you know, and, and being part of it because, you know, Wraith Nation, it, it kind of took on a life of itself. You know, we, we, uh, we coined that term and, and, and kind of said, you know, that's what everybody is out there. It's a whole nation of, of, of people who support us and it's our, uh, our, our Wraith Chaser Nation, and then so that's where the uh, Wraith Nation came from. But uh, yeah, we've got the greatest fans in the world. I can't I can't say that enough about them, and and they follow us to a T. I mean, gosh, I, there's I know there's there's some people that have driven you know hours upon hours just to come have pizza with us, and 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 they're you know they're great, you know they're super, they're 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 really cool people, and we enjoy hanging out with them and. And, uh, you know, they're not just fans. They become friends. And, uh, you know, and it, it's, it's a cool it's a cool thing. It, it really is unique that uh, the people can embrace a show, a television show, and still kind of understand that. Th- you know what I'm saying? Like when there's there's always like that some degree of distance that people want to keep between themselves so you know you're on tv you have to know that there's going to be some people out there that aren't always uh just happy to see you you know some people are going to be trying to cause a problem some people are going to create an issue but it seems mm-hmm. like your fans are just like salt of the earth people you know like you guys are you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff with them you don't have to worry about somebody you know pretending to be your friend and then blasting you online like i see happen right. with other shows you know I, I i remember people trashing when i was working on ghost stalkers you know people trashing ghost stalkers online but then posting pictures of themselves with with nick roff and being like oh i love nick roff and everything that he does you know like they're mm-hmm. supportive on 100 percent. there's there's no wavering and i think that's because they know that you guys have their backs too yeah, you know, and and that's that's the cool part about it is uh, you know we haven't uh, we haven't had to experience a lot of that. I mean, we have had some. We've had, uh, I think, being in the public eye, you have to always be aware that 
you know, there's a there's a whole world out there of eyes that are looking at you, and and not all of them look at you favorably. Uh, you know, people are 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 very passionate about their beliefs and and very passionate about things that they don't believe in. Uh, to a point to where you know, I mean, if you look going back to history, uh, you know that that particular concept has started wars. Right. Um, and so, you know, there are people who have, who have come after us as far as, you know, verbally, uh, there's, there's been some situations where we've had to get what we call quote unquote, the men in black after them, <laughs> uh, just, you know, because they've, they've gotten a little bit out of hand, you know, I mean, it's, you have to take it all with a grain of salt, but when you start, uh, getting to a point to where it's threatening, uh, you know, then you have to, you have to send the, the discovery men in black and the, those guys that have the little badges that have the three letters on them out to talk to them. And, uh, you know, and that, uh, that tends to settle things down a little bit, but, uh, we haven't had to deal with a lot of that. It's, it's our, our, our fan base has been, like you said, they're super supportive. Uh, they're just, you know, like us plain old folks and, and just have an interest in the paranormal and, and, uh, like to, uh, I guess they like to watch, watch our antics on TV. See, I don't want to, I don't want to give away the secrets of, of things that I do to, to people, but so whenever somebody <laughs> trashes, one of the shows that mm-hmm. I work on, if they like, you know, they want to be like, oh yeah, you know, uh, Haunted Towns is great, but it's so fake. Like I like to just tweet underneath it, hey, thanks for watching. And then the next thing you know yeah. is they'll, they'll tweet back and say, well, yeah, I really do enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, so, so what is it that you think is fake? Well, it just seems coincidental that they're going to these places and all this stuff is happening. And I say, well, maybe all this stuff is happening because they're going to the place where all this stuff is happening. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So, you know, it's easy to kind of, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, they're, you know, fans that are there every week watching every episode. Yep. That's it. <laughs> you know, and, and that's something I've done as well. You know, I've, I've seen people before who will, you know, post stuff on there and, and, and bash us a little bit. And, you know, it's like the thing is just, you know, if you're, if you're bashing us, then you had to watch it. So, Hey, I appreciate right. that. Keep watching. And, you know, who knows? We might win you over one day. Every know? week I watch this show and I can't understand why. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it doesn't matter why. Just keep watching. Especially, yeah, just keep watching. Keep turning the TV on. Keep especially TV if you have one of those Nielsen boxes. Right. Oh, I mean, but Stephanie, like I said, you know, you're kind of that perfect example of a person that doesn't watch these kinds of shows, but you will watch a show that has your interest and that. Or myself. Well, right. (laughs) But you'll watch something that will give you something more than just, you know, you're not into watching people running around in the dark and getting scared. Right. So this is a show that's more about that. And I think a lot of the, the, the new generation of shows that are coming out are getting beyond that because they realize that the audience is getting beyond that. And the audience wants a little something more. No, I agree with you. I think the um, the aspect of the history from from this one for sure drew me in. Even, um, I mean, not to be a shameless plug, but Kindred Spirits, the idea behind it of just actually... Premier September 15th. Yep. TLC, <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, the idea of going into a place... In, in in a person's home and investigating and actually doing something to help them and digging up the research and maybe bringing in a psychic and doing different things that you don't normally see on TV. She she dropped that just to, <laughs> so that you don't forget for season two. Season two. Season two. Um, two episodes this time. Just so you know, uh, Stephanie, well, so the audience knows, we, the, you were in discussions for helping out the, the guys. We just yes. didn't go to the locations that we were going to need your help with. Right. But there's hopefully season two coming up, which 
I know that, you know, I, I heard Porter mention it on another radio show, and, and I've heard it mentioned before. We will try to find you some more warm weather places, some <laughs> tropical location, at least one tropical location every season. Can I, can uh, I go to that one? I think Stephanie has said that she is cold-natured, so, you know, yes. she, she would have to go to the warm, the warm weather location. I would have to. We, we, will, we, we will keep digging at all these tropical places and seeing what we can find. I think that's great. But they, that's, they could do Hawaii round, too. I'd be all right with that. There's, there's, oh, yeah. there's talk of it. Don't, there's, there's places. <laughs> that what I, I think, think Hawaii round two would be amazing. <laughs> even if, even if you can't find any places to investigate, just get sent out there anyway. Right. But, oh, there's beaches to investigate everywhere in Hawaii. Come right. And you can investigate those during the day. That's the best part you about it. You sound like you need help with that. Yes. 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 And they and, and the Mai Tais are amazing. I don't need to explore so, those. Mai Tais, those. Mai Tais are those new paranormal devices, right? That you use to, <laughs> To detect spirits. That's it. That's it. Well, and and speaking of which, you guys have uh, had some pretty interesting and and new equipment on the show this year. I mean, you're using some of the you know tried and true stuff that that you always utilize and get good results from, but you're also trying some different stuff. I've seen uh, I've seen the Poltercom on there and some of the Paranology stuff, and it seems like you guys are really thinking outside the box for the stuff that you're using. Yeah, we're we're trying to get away from you know just you know using your 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 basic equipment. I mean that's uh, that's one of the things that we've worked with with Paranologies and with uh, uh, with some other folks we've been talking to. We we tried to get some other equipment on the on the show this season, uh, and and it just couldn't get developed in time. And then we had worked on some other items too that just you know they seemed to run the roadblocks. But uh, yeah, the Paranologies uh, group has really come through for us. Uh, you know, we kind of give them some some ideas about what we're looking for, uh, and and man, they've 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 went above and beyond building equipment for us. I mean, the uh, um, uh, the, the 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 periscopes, the vertical and horizontal periscopes. I mean, those those things have been amazing, picking up electrostatic energy. Uh, you know, there's the uh, the EVP recorders that they have. That thing was kind of cool. There's uh, uh, there were several items that we used on there. Uh, the, the, you know, the floodlights, the IR floodlights have been uh, a lifesaver in some of those bigger locations where we had to flood a room with the IR to be able to see it all the way across the room. I mean, the uh, Oglethorpe House is a prime example of that. They had a huge room there and it had to have a lot of IR. So, uh, you know, I mean, we're uh, we're hopeful that uh, you know, if we get to go into season two, that we're you're going to see some even uh, even cooler stuff, uh, some 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 real neat equipment that. Uh, uh, we've had the opportunity to play with off camera uh, that uh, produce some phenomenal results. So uh, maybe uh, maybe as we move along, you'll see something that uh, that's really going to you know uh, pique your interest. Well, uh, speaking of a uh, potential stuff for for a potential season two, the last time that we investigated together, you got to see a, a device in action, and I've been talking with the developer of that. And he mm-hmm. will be supplying one if if there is a season two. So we will have one. Oh, don't, don't say if. Say when. 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 When there is a yeah, season when, two. When. When. when well, there's people... a season two, that piece of equipment that that we had at that other location, um, yeah, that thing. You know, I, I've had an opportunity to work with one of those before, and uh, and and it produced phenomenal results. I mean, stuff that I just could not explain. I mean, the the the, intel- the intelligence that came through. Uh, that device was was outstanding. So I am, uh, you know, I was trying to get one of those for this season. Uh, it just didn't work out. But uh, that one that you've got there, I am, I am very impressed, and and I'm looking forward to to utilizing that definitely in season two. And even though we can't give away that much information about it, we will say it'll be in the house on Saturday night. 
when we're investigating, right? Because the owner bought tickets, so she'll be there. Yes, she will be there. So it will be there this Saturday night if you want to come and check it out for yourself. Uh, do, do we need to, do we need to call it a prototype or is it uh, is it full blown manufacturing now? Uh, well, this is I think they've been making a bunch of different ones, and what's interesting about it is, uh, and for those I mean I know that we're kind of talking around things here for the audience, but it's it's basically it's a a, a communications device, you know, one of these echo chamber speaker devices like the, like the different boxes that you see out there. Uh, but one of the things that they've been doing with this, the the gentlemen that are making these, is they've been doing different builds and like retro vintage radios. And so they built some ones that look really cool, like 1930s radios turned into these things. Uh, so, and, and some of them look more modern and sleeker. And uh, they've got some really, really good ideas that I think we'll be poaching some of those from them and, and having them help out when season two happens. I like the way you said that. When? When? <laughs> when? You've got to change the way that you put it out there. But you also don't want to be cocky either and make assumptions about things. You're, it's not being cocky. It's. Putting it out to the universe, be, what you want. Be, be no secret. Keep him honest. Keep him honest, Steph. I'm not there. Listen, <laughs> every thought in your head goes out to the universe like a boomerang and comes back to you. Every positive thought brings back positive. Every negative thought brings back negative. Every unsure thought brings back something unsure. So you have to be confident that when there's a season two, and that that will come back to you. If you put out, I am. Doesn't I work. am confident there will be a season two, and we're going to Hawaii. Yes, <laughs> and well, maybe, yeah. and bringing me with you. Don't maybe the, that maybe the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. The Caribbean's a possibility. I I like the Caribbean. I've yeah. never been, but I like it. I I may have visited a a uh, a Caribbean island last <gasps> spring that I think might actually fit the bill for a future potential so hundred towns episode. You would need a passport. Okay. Yes, I, I should probably no, actually, get on that. I don't know if you definitely need one for this place. I think so. I don't think it was a must. Uh, I think it was kind of hey, like... I'm, I've got mine. I'm ready to go. Yeah, Come you're on. all set. Nobody asked you. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do think that uh, what, one of the advantages to going to these places that are kind of... You know, with this season, a lot of the places that you visit are kind of already on the paranormal map. So people do know about them. But you also have the chance to go to places that nobody's ever heard of. And... and it seems like you. I, it was just coincidental that the way the schedule shaked out, you're visiting places at some of their most quaintest times. So mm-hmm. you know you you get to go to McDonough, Georgia, but you go there when they're having their annual you know flower festival. You go to Bisbee, Arizona. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that they did this thing, but you went to Bisbee during Bisbee in Wonderland, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I already heard that Bisbee was kind of a strange and unique place, but you got it during its most strange and unique weekend. What happened? I won't tell you what. Yeah, it was uh, it was an experience uh, unto its own. Uh, you know, Bisbee is an awesome place, no no doubt. I mean, it's it's you know it's uh, uh, it's a very different community there, but a, but a beautiful town. Um, and then you add to that the uh, uh, all the Alice in Wonderland folks, uh, and it's it's like, man, when did I fall through that rabbit hole? <laughs> that sounds it was, it was, fun. Uh, it was really neat, and there were some uh, there were some different characters there. So uh, yeah, it was uh, the, there was there was paranormal activity inside, and there was for sure enough some paranormal activity outside. <laughs> That's uh, when I saw some of the photographs of what goes on there. I was like, oh, because <laughs> oh we, I mean, you know, we're we're trying to make some of uh, you know the advance calls before the team shows mm-hmm. up to find out. Hey, tell us some of the good places they should look at, and also you know trying to do things like make arrangements for right. where people can stay. Because you've got a crew that has to have a bed at the end of the night or, or early morning whenever you're done investigating. And so you're trying to find rooms, and, and they're saying, well, that's the weekend that Bisbee and Wonderland's going on. What? 
what is this? And But we knew that it was like this artistic community mm-hmm. that had sprung up there. And that's what really drew that as a good go-to place, you know, because you've got this place where all this amazing activity is happening, but also it's developed this it's developed itself into a character. And what's great about Haunted Towns is all the towns are like a character on the show. They, 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 they're like a fully divined character. Okay. Yeah. And some of them are just more characteristic than others. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because people say to me, like, when they see the list of spots where you guys went and they find out that I was involved in, you know, working on the show and they say, mm-hmm. well... How come you went to this place and how come you didn't go to this place and how come you didn't go to this place? Like, well, slow down, slow down. You can't have them stay up in New England for the entire season. They oh, yeah. could have. Right. There's enough weird places for them to investigate around oh, my here. God, but yes. of course, naturally, one of the places that we had to have the guys come up and try and investigate and put the threads together was Fall River. Right. And the Lizzie Borden story. And I don't know if it's some sort of meta cross promotion concept that you know discovery was working on overall with with tlc and destination america but we're about to hit like lizzie borden armageddon here because september 15th is the premiere of haunted of uh, kindred spirits yes. on tlc that deals with lizzie borden right according to the current schedule that i see on my tv right now and online september 19th will be haunted towns taking on lizzie borden and then september 23rd we will actually be taking on Lizzie Borden's. Yes, we will. With a, an event that we've never tried before, but always talked about doing, where we bring old school and new school investigations together. Porter's going to come up for that. Ty Gowan's coming down yes. from Maine for it. It's it's going to be like Lizzie Borden Festival there for I can't for wait. like a week plus. It's going to be a good. Time. Have things really stirred up. I'm sorry, I keep stepping on you, Stephanie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, you can step right on. You're the guest. She's just a co-host. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Thank but, you. You know, Fall River is a is a unique place. We know it. We 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 deal with it here. Our audience that listens locally, they know what Fall River is like. Of and, course. And you know, it's it's one of those places where you're telling the story of what happened there in 1892, but then you're seeing 2017 Fall River around you, and it's a it's a quite different place. Oh, you can go right outside and investigate plenty. And uh, I do believe that there was a few uh, a few arrests that happened around you guys while you were filming up there. Oh my gosh! I th- you know what's funny? I think we've had arrests happen around us in several locations. Uh, but yeah, there there was a few there. Um, there were some in. There was one in Gettysburg. There was actually one in Gettysburg where they actually drugged the woman out of the uh, out of the restaurant we were shooting in. She was. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, cameras were rolling and, and she's in handcuffs going to the back of the control car, uh, but uh, kicking and screaming. I might add. Uh, that would have yeah, made a great episode yeah. of Cops too. In addition, right. you know, <laughs> double dipping. I can see, it. yeah, Absolutely. just kind of, just kind of mix all the shows up together there. That would be perfect. <laughs> but it seems like you know that's that's going to happen when you go to places. Is you know you're trying to investigate kind of the the history of it and and the character of its history. And sometimes the modern day stuff is going to impede and step into it. And that's a, a lot of the problems that we have when we go to some of these historic places, like the Mark Twain House is in Hartford, Connecticut, and it's a beautiful mansion, and there's a museum building there and everything, and this is where Mark Twain lived for a number of years and wrote some of his greatest stuff, and when you go there, it's in the middle of the ghetto. You know, the the, the city, the inner city has sprung up around where Mark Twain lived, because, you know, I went there and I made the joke, why did Mark Twain build this awesome house in the middle of the ghetto? <laughs> and, but, but that's the thing, it's like modern 
day America kind of springs up around these historical places and can kind of wash away a lot of that character. But you, you guys have been able to go to places where that's still retained. Yeah, I think that's that. That's one of the keys to it. I mean, you know, especially for the audience, you know, you 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 can go in there and you can talk about it, but it, it's something else to be able to put those visuals to uh, you know to that time frame. Uh, you know, if you if you're able to go in and and show photographs of what it was like, or or you know, artist renderings of what it was like, and, and then you come back and you show, show the modern times, and you can see. The similarities, and you can, you know, and you can see the differences. I mean, I think it really helps paint that picture of, of what it was like back in the day. Um, you know, and, and and not unlike somebody going to Bisbee. One of the things that uh, we did while we were there, uh, one of the things on my bucket list was to go to Tombstone, and and really wanted to do an episode in Tombstone, but it didn't work out. Uh, but when we wrapped shooting at Bisbee, we went, we drove over to Tombstone and just hung out. And I think it was so neat just, uh, you know, to, to get there, uh, and to, see, you know, having seen pictures of the town and, and you see movies and, and so on and so forth, but seeing pictures of the town, uh, and, and then getting there and, and looking at it and realizing that all those adobe structures were there, uh, you know, during the time that, uh, that Wyatt Earp was there and, and, and the Earps moved in, uh, you know, that was, I think that was one of the coolest things about it because the town is burnt twice, completely down, but those adobe structures are the original adobe structures. So, you know, you, you know, it may be modern day, but that's what it was like back then. And, and just like with, you know, Salem and with, uh, you know, with Gettysburg and any of these other locations, you get there and you look at the buildings. I mean, like in Gettysburg, you look at the building and you see a, a, a parrot shell, a cannonball or something stuck in the side of a building. And, you know, and that was that was shot there, and it's still there. They or they they bricked up to it and bricked around it to keep it there. And, and it's 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 one of those things that you can overlook if you're not looking for it. Uh, but I think that really helps to paint the picture for the audience and, and get them involved in it. Oh, speaking of cannonballs, I'll just do, give a little teaser for this week's episode in uh, in Vicksburg, Mississippi. <laughs> so yes. yeah, d- definitely tune in if you're in, if cannonballs are your thing. You definitely want to tune in to Vicksburg. I'll tell you off the air, Stephanie. But uh, she's giving me this look like, what? But uh, well, Who says if cannonballs are your thing? Pe- some people are into cannonballs. I don't just, know. People, everybody, has, everybody has their thing. Some people I are into cannonballs. I was not sure where this show was going for a minute. So, well, that's how I felt just now. Like, what, what do you mean? You're a thing. It's, listen, we've had some pretty weird conversations. Listen, I'll show There's some websites I'll show uh, yeah, you after exactly. the show. Yeah, exactly. That's what I figured. So, All right, oh, awesome. my gosh. Here goes the website. <laughs> but that's, I mean, people will ask me. They'll say, okay, well, you're, if you're, you know, you're, you work as the researcher. You're, you're doing research for these shows. What does that entail? And a big part of that is, you know, just finding out how much of these stories have legs. How much of these things that we hear, how much of these urban legends that we hear about places are actually something that's worth investigating. How much of it can be historically and scientifically proven? You know, we're we're basically trying to save you guys time so that when you get there, you don't have to deal with stories that turn out to be dead ends and and stuff that you heard or may have heard that turns out not to be the truth. And that's one of the challenges with a lot of these towns, like wanting to go to a place like Tombstone or places like that. I know there was another town, I can't think of what it was that was suggested, but a lot of the stories that came back, I'm like, mm, a lot of this stuff just sounds like it's tourist trappy. You know, it sounds like they're just trying to right. get people to to visit these places. And you, every every town has that place that has that story that doesn't make any sense. You know, like George Washington could not have slept everywhere. But that doesn't stop people from saying that George Washington slept here. And when you look back at some of these connections that you're trying to make – 
in trying to see these bigger picture locations. Some places might have a ton of haunted locations, but there's nothing that brings them all together. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you've seen that in a lot of your investigations over time too, that you know, sometimes there there doesn't seem to be a reason why. It's just like a bunch of different paranormal phenomena taking place that you really can't find a reason why it would all be interconnected. Yeah, and you know, you run into that. You know, it's whether or not it's some type of a portal or something or something connected to the to the land itself with the geological makeup, uh, you know, with with the with the uh the ley lines work out with the locations or whatever it may be, you you have a lot of activity but there's no common thread. Uh, you know, there's nothing that really ties it together. But then, like, you get into, into some of these locations that have this, uh, the history that you can tie together, uh, and then has the, uh, uh, you know, you know, you have these, these events where they, that they're, they happen in different locations, but they all seem to be having a similar, uh, paranormal interaction. Uh, you know, that, that's a unique thing. It's, it is. It's tough to find, but it's, um, when you find it, though, it's, it, it makes for a really cool investigation when you start piecing the story together. And I know that one of the stories that you guys have been chasing after your whole careers, and yeah. it's come up in the chat room here a couple of times, and people have always mentioned it, and we've tried, we've worked on it again and again, and that's the Bell Witch story. And I know that that, that is something that's really close to you guys' hearts. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, the, um, you, know, you start talking about the Bell Witch, um, you know, that, that's, that's one of those documented stories of, of, of a paranormal activity in history that, that has, actually has a death connected to it. Uh, you know, it's like the only one that I know of. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, we've, we've tried to get in there and for one reason or another, it just hasn't worked out. Um, you know, I think the first time we tried to get in, we'd had a lot of rain and the cave was full of water. Uh, and then there were some other issues, you know, after that, I think another, another paranormal group, uh, did, did a, uh, did a TV show there. Uh, and then I think they kind of didn't, didn't take care of the place, kind of like what we do. You know, we, if we go somewhere, we take care of it just like it's ours. We want to leave it better than what we found it. Right. Um, uh, you know, some, some teams, some groups, some productions uh, go in and they're not so, they're not as, as, as careful and as, and, and, and take as great a care as what we do. And so it kind of, it kind of leaves a, a bad path for us to follow up. And, and so then we have to try to rebuild some of those relationships because they assume that we're going to be the same way. Uh, but, uh, you know, so we, we still we still have hopes and dreams of getting in there and, and, and trying to investigate that location and put it on the show. Uh, and maybe someday we will. You know, it's just it's right up the road from us here and, and being such, uh, in such close proximity to, to home, uh, you know, it only seems natural that we would investigate that location. I mean, for everybody that has been asking, and like I said, it came up a couple times in the chat room, and people tweet it to me all the time, a uh, little behind-the-scenes, breaking down the fourth-wall information, the last two seasons of Ghost Asylum and this season of Haunted Towns, we've tried for all of those to make it happen, and it's just, it's there's there's some issues there. We've even We've even found a way that, well, we've even found, like, the real story behind the story, and mm-hmm. even that is keeping us from being able to to make all this happen but it will it will happen at some point and if it can't happen for an episode we'll we'll make it happen for something you guys can do kind of behind the scenes on your own anyway yeah yeah it's it, it's it's got to happen i mean there's been so much work put into that location and trying to put that story together and dig and find all the 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 back end and you know it it's 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 there it's ready to go it'll be a, it would be a phenomenal episode 
moreover, though, it would be a phenomenal investigation. I mean, it's just it's like it's one of those bucket list locations that you just you've got to do. I'll give you a little little behind the scenes stuff that I found, and I'm, I don't know how much your research matches up with this that you've done as well, but the caves have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the actual story. Not a single thing. It's all the uh, it's all made up with the uh, uh, with the publicity and press about it. The real story. You know where to go for the real story, and those mm-hmm. are those are the places that uh, that we already. Everything's kind of all laid out for it to happen. It just everything has to line up correctly. So again, yeah, when season two happens, when when it would when make a great two happens, be a great season <laughs> premiere. So we'll we'll work it on. Would, it, it certainly would. There's, there's, there's another one that we've been kicking around too about doing a hometown episode. Because you know, right here in Middle Tennessee, you know, we were, uh, there's a lot of history here, uh, a lot connected to the Civil War, a lot connected to the uh, uh, westward expansion, uh, Trail of Tears, Native Americans. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot here, and uh, I think that one of the things that we would love to do in the future would be a hometown uh, episode where we investigate our hometown. Uh, and kind of showcase it. So that's another one that we've kind of been kicking around as well. Well, and you, there's the event coming up in Columbia too with yes. Stephanie, uh, and that's mm-hmm. that's a place that we've been eyeing as a as a potential location because of some of the the strange stories that have come out of there, and and some of the really like some of the places that are there are have a, like a dark history to them. I you know, there's uh, there's a lot around here that does that, but I bet Stephanie knows a lot more about the history on Columbia than what I do. I actually don't. Well, well I'll, you then. should know more. <laughs> Bet- live there. Between Christy and I, we will we will brief you guys with everything that you need. Perfect. Christy was a, a great resource when I was uh, looking into places down that way. Yep. Because she has so much experience being down there and investigating places, and because you know the the guys who actually live there, the big important TV stars, I mm-hmm. wasn't allowed to ask them questions. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, she's <laughs> looking at me like what? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know how much Christy <laughs> wants me to know going into that, but. And I haven't even asked either. I just said let's do it because I've actually never been to Tennessee, so this will be my first time. I'm I'm just going to assume there's somewhere where there's just a room full of dolls. Why would you say that? Because there's one everywhere. Listen, you know what to say to to make me not walk into a place. Dolls, clowns, or aliens is on that list. There might be a room full of aliens somewhere too. You're a mean it, it, person. Et e- e- landed in Tennessee, didn't he? Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not coming to Tennessee anymore. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the things too that I, I've, I've noticed from a lot of these towns that in doing this research and looking into these places, it's not just ghosts that happen in a lot of these places. It's, it's like what we have here in the Bridgewater Triangle. It's like, it runs the whole gamut of paranormal activity. Yeah, it really does. You know, you start looking at it, and and not only is it the uh, the 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 typical paranormal uh, activity of of ghosts, uh, supernatural activity, but you've also got other other creatures as well. I mean, uh, there's so many stories of, of of creatures, different types of creatures, you know, that uh, uh, yet to be discovered or yet to be found. Which uh, you know, I mean, who knows what's out there? You know, we're constantly discovering uh, a new species, uh, you know, in our in our environment, in our world. Uh, you know, we do not know everything about our world. We're still learning. We're still very young as a society. Uh, so we're still, you know, we're still discovering. And, and who knows? There's there's always the possibility that there could be something out there lurking that uh, we've just uh, caught glimpses of and haven't seen. And, and, and a lot of these places do. They have those stories because people have experienced it. I mean, uh, I think I read somewhere not too awful long ago that uh, some, uh, some marine biologists discovered that there was still a megalodon uh, in the ocean. Uh, or what they, you know, what they believe to be a megalodon. So, uh, 
uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, there, there, who knows what's out there, uh, lurking around. And then, of course, there's, uh, then there's the whole thing that Stephanie doesn't like, the aliens, you know, there's, uh, you know, critters that are not from this world, uh, you know, with our universe as, as vast as it is, you know, we've not, uh, looked at it, uh, and, and, just, and, and examined all of it. Is there a possibility that there's something out there? Of course there is. Uh, you know, what, what is its level of intelligence, uh, comparable to us? Who knows? Uh, but, you know, it, it, it would be, uh, we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we said that there was not a possibility that there's something out there, uh, considering how vast it is. That's, l- listen, before you make that face, Stephanie, <laughs> one of the towns I'm looking into for a potential season two episode, uh-huh. Roswell. Seriously? And I'm not talking about the one in Georgia. That's not the one I'm going to, right? Uh, I, will I, that. I already That's, voted for Hawaii. My my, that's way above my pay grade. Deciding if you can be involved in an episode. Yeah, no, we can we can decide. I'm not involved in that one. Porter, let's push for her to go to the one with the aliens. I think I think she has to go to the one with aliens to be able to go to the one in Hawaii. She needs to be able to communicate with I the thought, extraterrestrial beings. I thought we were friends. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm trying to get you there. I'm trying to get you there. <laughs> It's, it's, you gotta give no, a little to no, get a little. No, that's, that's no. the way that it goes. Oh, God. You can actually communicate with, I'd say you could communicate with the deceased Roswell alien, but I actually have her phone number. So oh we can just call her God. directly. Porter, we once oh. interviewed a woman on this show that claimed to be the reincarnated Roswell alien. Shut your mouth. She went by the name Commander Sonny Cito. It is still one of the most talked about episodes in the almost 12 years of doing this show. <laughs> She got into an argument with uh, our usual co-host who isn't here tonight, who was a, a chemist, about some of the uh, propulsion systems that operated her ship and was basically making up a bunch of stuff that wouldn't even work in physics. And when he called her out on it, she got really upset and hung up on us. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Well, you know, it, it's funny, though, too, that you, say, that you bring up physics and that it doesn't work within a physics uh, that, that's one of the things that I have debated with, with people, uh, throughout my entire, uh, paranormal career was that how can this happen? It can't happen because physics says it can't happen. I was like, well, when you're talking about supernatural, uh, don't you think that the supernatural beings live beyond our, our, our laws of physics and biology and chemistry and mathematics? Is it possible that all these other things out here live beyond those as well? Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's an interesting concept, but I think that having someone who says that they are the reincarnate alien, and I, well, Stephanie, were you there for that episode? You know, I don't think I was in studio for that, but I have had to talk about it uh. and listen about it forever. I, um, I actually do pretty good with somehow not being here during alien episodes. I think, <laughs> um, I, I have gotten caught a few times. Actually, the, I think the last alien episode I had to talk about was you were here when we talked about owls and aliens. I was you? there when yeah. we talked about owls and aliens, and I was really uncomfortable with that. And um, I don't remember which one it was now, but where they were a little offended that I was terrified. Yeah, yeah that, that that can happen. Um, but I would like to thank both of you now because the chat room is blowing up with people asking about aliens, clowns, and dolls. And um, <laughs> I would like to add that sharks are on that list as well. well ah, sharks. So Key West is out for Stephanie then. Uh, the, I don't have to cause, swim with them because they have they have a doll. They have Robert the doll. They have sharks. There's probably aliens. Yeah, a, 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 aliens would go to Key West for sure. sure. Absolutely, they have I'm, to go on vacation somewhere. I'm all right. Oh my god! You you had mentioned you had mentioned Porter thinking that ghosts you know don't have to obey the rules of physics or that you know the paranormal doesn't have to obey the rules of physics. 
let's kind of just get into that in the the last few minutes we have here of the show of you know what is your what do you think is what's out there that you're encountering when you're doing these investigations because i know that you know your faith is a big part of your life and different people have different approaches to what they think the a ghost could be i don't know if i believe that it's the soul of a, of a dead person i don't know if it actually is somebody kind of coming back from the great beyond as much as it is kind of just their essence being trapped here uh, so what, what do you think what, what what's your gut tell you about what it is that you're interacting with you know and and over time and, and having seen all this and, and, and having interviewed a lot of people who have had experiences, uh, you know, there's, there's too many, uh, experiences out there by people who are non-believers or were non-believers for there not to be some type of validity or some validity to that. Uh, now for me, you know, I try to, I have my faith in one bucket. I have my science in another bucket. Uh, you know, and I believe that, you know, our soul is our soul and it's going to go where it goes depending on your relationship with God at the end of time, uh, at the end of your time. Uh, but, you know, we have, we have energy in us. Uh, we have elements in us. Uh, our body returns to the dust of the earth. Uh, and, and so there's, there's energy there that will dissipate upon death. And who's to say that that energy does not, uh, stay as some type of collective after it leaves the body? Uh, not necessarily the soul. Maybe the soul and the energy are two different things. Uh, and then the energy has some resemblance of us, uh, and remains behind, uh, and is able to carry on some type of interaction that is, uh, uh, that, that is, has some similarity to the individual that, uh, that contained that energy. Um, you know, I've also speculated with, uh, Brandon, we've had, we've had, uh, conversations ad nauseum about it. Uh, you know, like I was talking about earlier, you know, we've, we're still learning about our universe. We're still learning about our world. Uh, we're discovering new species of life, uh, and, and energies all the time. Uh, so, you know, who's to say that there's not some type of collective energy out there that's able to interact with us and, and take on some type of persona, uh, and, and mingle with us or, or respond to our questions with some form of intelligence, uh, but just not be confined to a biological home. A body, uh, you know. So there's, there's there's lots of theories out there, and I'm open to to listen and discuss any of them. I think that uh, any uh, higher level thinking individual that would, uh, would would agree that you have to always remain open to the concepts of learning and discovery, uh, because at the moment that you think you know it all, you will be sadly mistaken and find out that you don't. Um, so it's uh, you know it's it's one of those things. It's the the jury's still out. I don't think we will. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever unravel you know all those secrets. Uh, I think we can get close. Uh, I hope we can get close. Uh, but uh, you know I, I think that uh, uh, after having some of the interactions that I've had, there's definitely something out there. Uh, I don't know what name or what title I can put on it, but I can tell you that it's intelligent. It understands what we're talking about, uh, and it's able to communicate back with us. And and what about those? Because we encounter it here. You know, we have a lot of there's a lot of Portuguese community where we are, and they're mm-hmm. very superstitious about talking about this kind of stuff. But they're also very faith based as well. And I'm sure that you've encountered some who say, "Well, you're you know you're believers. You're 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 you have faith in God, and uh, that's a big mm-hmm. part of who you are as people." But you know what you guys do goes against God. You're out talking to these. Like I got into an argument with somebody this week that thinks that all paranormal entities are demons just trying to mess mm-hmm. with people you know and i'm sure that you encounter some people that say how do you uh, uh what's what's the word i'm looking for 
How do you kind of rationalize that with your faith to be able to go out and to, to chase after these things? Well, I think that, you know, your, your faith is, is your personal relationship with God. And, you know, there are, there are rules that go along with that that have been established. And some of those rules were established by man, not by God. Uh, but, you know, I think that, uh, you look back through the annals of history and, uh, just like with, uh, well, I mean, just like what we we're talking about a few moments ago, the Salem witch trials. I mean, there were people who were put to death, uh, just because people didn't understand science, biology, or health. Uh, you know, if, if someone had a skin tag, they were thought to be a witch. Uh, you know, or they could be thought to be a witch. I mean, if I came up to you, you know, 200 years ago or, or 250 years ago, whatever, and I had a, I had a big lighter and offered to light up your, uh, smoking device, whatever that might be, you would have thought I was a, a witch or a warlock or something because I held fire in my hand. Um, you know, so I think that as we evolve as a society and we, we discover and we learn, uh, you know, there, there are things that are explained through science. Um, and I think that, uh, that we're able to pursue those, uh, scientifically or, or, you know, as, as, as a, as a, higher level thinking society but but the unique thing that we've been able to do as far as you know our twc team is you know we hold true hold strong with our faith and our relationship with god uh you know i don't think that uh he would have placed us here and and, and put us in these positions and, and and allowed us to find and discover if it wasn't meant to be uh and i think that uh you know, we've tried to understand that, that there are some entities and, and, and beings out there among us, demons, uh, so to speak. You think about a demon, what's a demon's job? A demon's job is deceive and turn people away from God's plan. Uh, and what better way to do that than to appear to you as someone that you loved and lost in life and make you think they still walk the earth, or their soul still walks the earth, which does not coincide with the biblical version of, of what God's plan is. Uh, so there's, you know, there's, and, and, and that's the Christian Bible. I mean, there's other, other religious texts as well and other interpretations that you could have to consider. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, I think that for me, I try to have these conversations with people who question it and, you know, I'm not looking to worship or to garner, uh, you know, specific knowledge of things that I should not have knowledge of, but I'm looking to understand. I mean, it, there's too many, there's too many pieces of the puzzle out there that people have experienced, uh, very religious people who have experienced phenomena that they can't explain. And I don't think that you can believe in God and not believe in the supernatural, uh, because what is God? God is supernatural. And there's a reason why every culture has a word for ghosts. There's a reason why, reason why every religion mentions ghosts. It, it, they're just, there's mm-hmm. something to it that goes beyond just uh, what it is that we're taught to believe. Absolutely, absolutely. And now that we've gotten all the uh, the heavy stuff out of the way, I'm 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 getting told on on Twitter that you actually do have to go to the Roswell in Georgia too. So, ah, luckily we okay. have a we Damn. already have we already have a great uh, expert in Roswell, Georgia, Diana Avina. So we can definitely make that happen too. That one is Sans Aliens, right? That's the one without the aliens. That's the, just, just the ghost Roswell. I'll go to it's that one. It's not the alien Roswell. All right, so we'll put we'll put that on the list of potential Stephanie locations of where she will go. Um, it's going to be really weird when season two does happen, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, what are some of the places that the guys can go to? Where do you want to go, Porter? And he can be like, well, here's my Stephanie list, and here's my non-Stephanie oh my list. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, aliens, aliens, and dolls and clowns. Maybe I'll sharks. suck it up. 
Maybe I will <laughs> suck it up and you're, go. We're gonna, but one way or another, you're gonna meet Robert the doll now. That's gonna happen. All right, well, Porter, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We're just about out of time, but of course, we get to have these conversations off the air next Saturday night when we all get to hang out. Right. Uh, in Winchenden, sure. instead of, yes. instead of Gardner, we're no longer at the SK Pierce. We'll be at the Murdoch Whitney House and the Isaac Morris House. Two great locations to come and investigate. Come on out, hang out with Porter, hang out with Shari from Ghost Hunters, hang out with Stephanie and myself and John Brightman. And, uh, of course, we'll have all the links and everything for people to get those tickets on social media. So, see, you're starting to really take a shine to New England now, huh? Even with the snow in Salem, you still keep coming back. Hey, man, i tell you what. I love it up there, and it's been one of those locations that I always want to go to and visit all up through New England and, and, and even up into the, the, the far north there. Uh, you know, and it's, it's uh, I enjoy it. And I've made some great friends. And, and uh, you know, Tim, you're not too bad yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, just for that, I'll make sure that I send you to all cold locations next season. Oh, my God. <laughs> actually, they, they, they get the final say. I can only make suggestions. They get to say where they actually want to go. I think, um, I think you guys should do a Bigfoot episode with the uh, Mount Washington next season, and I should go to that one, too. Oh, but Bigfoot, big, Bigfoot she's not afraid of. Well, you mean you're, you're, okay? So you're you're afraid of aliens, clowns, dolls, sharks, but Bigfoot? Hey, I'm gonna party with Bigfoot. That's, where, that's what I'm here. <laughs> what if right Bigfoot here. showed up like in full clown makeup? Why would you even <laughs> say that? It's a possibility. Carrying a doll and walking with an alien. <laughs> Just drop me off at the hotel, and and leave me there. Then, if there's gonna be a clown possibility, I'm I'm done. I can't. Well, that does it for this week's show. Join us next week when our guest is the insane clown posse. <laughs> Terrible. I actually had a really that really messed up experience at Mount Washington with Ty that we talked about. So I'd love to go back and see what else happens. She's, basically, she's telling us we want to, she wants us to create episodes based on where she wants to go. Well, I can just go visit them in this that is, one. All right. All right, so uh, again, th- thank you for joining us, Porter. We will definitely talk to you next Saturday. To everybody else out there, we will not be here next Saturday. Uh, I think Matt and Matt might come in and do a show. We're still waiting to find out Moniz's schedule, you know, because he's all over the place. But, uh, uh, Porter, <laughs> thanks for joining us. We'll see you Saturday. All right, yeah, we'll see y'all. Take, Take care. care. See you, Bye. And that is Porter from the TWC and from Haunted Towns. Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock, Destination America. Tune yes. in, watch it, share it on social media, tweet about it. Watch it on Facebook Live when the guys do their thing. It's it's really a great little community. Like I said, I've, I've been making a lot of friends off of this. I have noticed how busy you've been. And what's funny is I, you know, I watched Ghost Asylum when I was working on that, and it just didn't have the same vibe. The people weren't, you know, people were tweeting about it, but it wasn't like this community that's come together around haunted towns. And I think when you go out there and you're showing these guys real personalities, the yeah. audience is is buying into that. I think that's a huge part of it, for sure. And the overarching point of all this is not every paranormal show has to be about what scary stuff happens in the dark. Sometimes it can be about the camaraderie of the people involved and the way that they approach things and the history. So let's hope that when season two does happen, we get to keep exploring it like that. And so thank you to everybody that watches that show. Thank you to everybody that tuned into this show. Uh, Again, we're not going to be on next... Saturday night, uh, Stephanie and I won't be. Moniz and Matt might come in and do a show. Moniz has to see like what his schedule is uh, going on. But uh, just taking a look at the calendar real quick. So that means that we will be back on the air, you and I anyway, September 16th. Right. So because of that, we want to remind everybody to just make sure that they tune into Kindred Spirits. The yes. season premiere is September 15th on TLC. 
and that's going to feature the Lizzie Borden episode, the Lizzie Borden story right. that is part of what it is that they're investigating. And uh, and I believe Chip Coffee is in Chip that Coffee episode as well. Chip Coffee will be on that episode, yes. So, and you'll get to see a little bit of Fall River in that one too. Some other places beyond the house, and then September nineteenth, you'll get to see more of Fall River in haunted towns. And then September twenty third, you can actually come out and experience the Lizzie Borden House with myself and Stephanie and Ty and Porter. We're all going to be there, and it's there's like seven seven or eight tickets left. That's awesome. So get those at SpookySouthCoast.com right now. Because they will be gone by the time, but by the time those shows are on TV, oh, yeah. definitely they'll be, be gone, gone completely. We always sell that one out. It's a it's a great event. Very limited people are allowed to come. Um, I, I love it. It's a weird house. I've been having and some we're strange make experiences. It, we're going to make it years. even weirder this time with the way that we're going to do things. We are. Ty messaged me. Well, I think you were in the yep, message. And he said, "What can I bring? What can I bring? In? Bring yourself and bring those Victorian era clothes that you yeah. have, because we need at least one person to dress up for it." Right. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, Until next time, for Matt, for Matt, for Stephanie, for Chris, for Ashley, I'm Tim. We want you all to stay spooktacular.